Hey there, folks. This is Lucifer Lake of Orden, and I'm here with uh, my uh, guest and you, buddy, uh, Brett Keen. Uh, hi, Brett. Hey, how you doing? I should have probably told you that it takes usually about 20 seconds before we start actually streaming. There's a delay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for uh, those who... Uh, are uh, seeing this and uh, whatnot. Uh, my name is Lucifer Legavorden. I am the founder of the Satanic Thulian Society. Per, uh, forgive my whole Leia Organa look uh, right now uh, because, well, <laughs> I need the headsets to hear what uh, Brett and I are talking about. Uh, so, uh, Brett, uh, <laughs> uh, you're a, are you a Christian minister or radio host? Uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I used to be a very popular former atheist for a very, very long time. Um, you ask any atheist that's been around for the past 10 years, they'll be able to tell you who I am. I ended up uh, I ended up basically having some personal experiences, and I found myself getting into the community of Christianity. For a while there, I stayed a theist because I still didn't like religion, but I was okay with the idea of God and the devil existing. So I became a theist. And been that way for the last five or six years, and I do radio broadcast. Cool, cool, cool. Um, if, if I may ask, uh, because uh, we have a bunch of STS members coming in, and we do expect um, Church Satan is probably going to be watching this. Uh, if I know you asked me what made me turn away from God when I was on your show. May I ask you what made you finally find Christ? Well, if you'd like, I could tell you why I originally became a former atheist, and I can also tell you the story of the theist thing if you'd like. Well, I mean, just an, uh, just a, uh, a shortened version. Well, one of the things that I noticed, uh, as you probably remember, about 20 years ago, a lot of the uh, people who started coming out on social media were guys like Christopher Hitchens, Sam Harris, Richard Dawkins, and all that. And I actually thought that they were armed to something. But then when Richard Dawkins started telling people that they ought to be hostile towards religious people, that's not what I wanted. I simply wanted to normalize atheism at the time. So the attacks, the hostility, it made me start looking into Christianity more. And I, and I felt like they're, not all Christians are good. But I felt like there was a goodness there, and I could actually feel the aura from that. I mean, I'm sure you've been around people where you just feel like they permeate goodness, and you want to be a part of something like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, a lot of people are really surprised that, you know, a lot of the Satanists that I hang out with, um, we they are genuinely some of the kindest people I have ever met. And, you know, mind you, I had... A, an encounter with Church Satan way back in the day. This was before Anton LaVey passed away, uh, a few months before he passed away. And most of the people, this is something that I can vouch for, for a firsthand experience. Um, this was back in 97, a couple months before he passed away. The people who were in the Church Satan at that time were some of the kindest, well-spoken individuals. Um, they were just people you really wanted to be around. And, you know, and as you and I have experienced firsthand in the past few days, as well as for me personally, uh, going on several months now, uh, the church of Satan has been nothing more than bullying, 
and uh, hostile and everything under the sun negative that you can really think of and just not want to be around. Uh, I know when I came onto your show, you were you welcomed me very kindly and you have always treated me with respect on any social media we've spoken on. Yeah, that's that's why I tried to I try to treat anybody, no matter what their views are, with respect. I I know that there's a lot of podcasts where they like to pull people on and try to humiliate and embarrass, but that's not me. I enjoy learning about people's views and why. And believe it or not, this may surprise you. Although I believe in Jesus Christ, and that's what I feel I serve. After listening to many videos of Anton Lavey, I have a respect for him and some of the mm -hmm. things that he has said. Um, I do not, however, respect the kind of behavior that I've seen done towards you or myself or other people on social media by the Church of Satan. Yeah, and unfortunately, that has been behavior not just isolated towards me. Um, this has been behavior that has been going on for over two decades or more. Um, the uh, I mentioned in one of our things that I was going to send you a link uh, at some point to uh, our our personal website where you could read some of my articles. And one of those articles is called The Jantsang Files. Now, what The Jantsang Files are is that they were created by a woman named Tani Jantsang, who was a Church of Satan member back in the 80s and going into the 90s. Uh, and eventually she fell out of favor with the church satan unfortunately i've had recent encounters with her more recently and she is as an individual a very hostile person um but she goes back decades going into the 60s and whatnot where she worked very heavily with cthulian you know pre-cthulianism and early satanism uh, and whatnot so yeah uh she's there and she has posted on her website uh satanic reds and everything where it's complete descriptions of where church satan members have stalked individuals i know recently i've been dealing with a, a stalker a cyber stalker online and i've had people from church satan actually take pictures of my son's school and send them to me as a threat uh, she's told similar stories where they have stalked numerous people who have left the Church of Satan uh, and who have spoken out against them. Uh, she, she's spoken about all of this, and it's it's scary. It really is scary stuff. Well, you seem to, you and I seem to have a lot that we relate with. We're, we're voiced, uh, we put our views out there in social media. And I've noticed that this phenomenon doesn't seem to just happen with your, your typical satanic atheist, but it happens with atheist abound. Uh, one of the things that happened to me whenever I left atheism, atheists started putting pictures of my children up on websites. They put my home address, my phone numbers. Yeah, they tried to um, dox you and everything. Yeah, they've, they've done countless videos putting imagery of my wife, who's beautiful, by the way, as well as my children. And they basically insinuated that someone should end our lives and things like that. So I understand what it feels like to be on the target simply for having a different view system than others. And I'm sorry exactly. that you have to experience that. Well, you know, it's 
something that I was expecting was going to happen when I decided that I was going to come out with my research and with everything that I believed and I was going to be confronting members of the church Satan about this and showing them to be the hypocrites who they were and lying about everything and especially you know what they were saying not being correct i knew i was going to be getting pushback on it i i absolutely knew that i was going to be doing that so it's not something that i that i was not expecting i should say i i definitely knew what i was getting into and i may talk about it but i feel that it's something that we should talk about in public to curb this sort of behavior from the sort of thing and it's not just with church satan it's with anybody who decides that they're going to try to bully another person just because they don't like their opinion or views yeah i i had some expectations too whenever i changed i figured i'd be called a bunghole or names and then people would have nothing to do with me but to be honest with you, some of the things like taking pictures of the home and then doing what they did with the kids, that yeah. was that was a bit shocking. I always assumed, even then when becoming a theist, that these folks had rationality and logic is what they claim. I figured yeah. they'd try to debunk me or refute my arguments or criticize my writings because I also write books as well, but not yeah. actually come at me like a physical entity or something that they want to harm. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing is these individuals, they don't want to behave in a logical manner. They absolutely do not want to behave in a reasonable manner. They want to behave in a hostile manner uh, because you prove them wrong. Uh, I, I was reading some of your tweets earlier. Uh, Brett, and especially because uh, I can only see part of the tweets, uh, our security members have to send me screenshots of the whole conversations. And the reason being is uh, certain members of the Church of Satan have me blocked, and I have a lot of them blocked, just so I don't go down that rabbit hole of confronting them. But I saw that you were calling out certain individuals that, you know, just were being assholes and having you know, particular mental illnesses, but also denying the physical proof you put in front of them with the Joe Pine show. And uh, I have posted pictures on Facebook of your video, um, a screen cap showing your video with the timestamp on the, uh, the transcript where it had Anton LaVey actually saying, that he certainly believed in God. He believed God existed. And, yeah. you know, I also went to uh, Draconis Blackthorn's channel. He's another Satanist. He also posted the whole Joe Pine uh, episode right there. And I also timestamped that there and showed people that with the same post. That way people knew where they could go to see this video and i certainly encourage anybody in who's watching right now who has not seen brett's video on it go to his youtube channel and watch his video listen to his commentary because what he put out there was solid concrete irrefutable evidence and it's not even evidence i mean it, it, it might have well been 
Freddy Krueger standing over a body with a bloody claw saying, yeah, I killed her. Uh, it was Anton LaVey on camera saying, yes, I believe God exists. That immediately puts him into the realm of theists. And these Church of Satan idiots, these wannabe Satanists, are denying that that video even exists when it's out there for the general public. Am I correct, Brett? Yeah, it's he didn't just claim to uh, accept that God is a real entity or Satan, but he also repeatedly said that he was uh, that he participated in supernatural and magic and actually believed mm -hmm. that he had voodoo, uh, various rituals. There's uh, entire documentaries where he's performing occult rituals. Satanus the Devil's Mass is a very popular uh video you can buy it on amazon in blu-ray in dvd and it is in a whole documentary where <laughs> really nicodemus sorry my cat just knocked the cat food all the cat the nicodemus what a cool name for a cat very cool and he's black too yeah he's, he's a black cat and his name is nicodemus Oh, you ought to have a conversation with my wife. She's got 20 straight <laughs> cats. We live out in the forest, and she gives them oh, names man. like Creamsicle. you got Nicodemus. <laughs> That's a cool name. Yeah, we have uh, Nicodemus. We have Baby. We have a dog named Cupid who's right here next to me. Uh, you met Kali the other night. So we also have a snake named Buddy. And we have currently 12 rats. Well, the rats probably wouldn't do good with a lion like Levan had, though. That was pretty cool, too, to hear that he actually had a pet lion. And Togar, yeah, Togar. And that's another thing, and you can watch this in Satanus the Devil's Mass. Uh, the Church of Satan presently says that there is no occultism in the Church of Satan, that they don't, uh, uh, they don't do any sort of occultism. And they don't do magic or any of this other stuff. Well, when you watch Satanus the Devil Mass, Diane Haggerty, who was Anton LaVey's wife at the time, uh, she was the one that in Joe Pine's show, uh, LaVey was talking about that him and her slept with the lion. Uh, you know, she flat out says in that that they put a curse on the people that forced them to give up the lion to the zoo. They and that they absolutely put a curse on it. And so it was definitely occultism is most certainly part of Satanism. I perform rituals, I do live streams with rituals, and many of our other clergy also does that. Sorry, I'm fidgeting with the wire here. I'm trying to figure out a good place to put it. Um so yeah. Why, if you don't mind me asking, why are you wearing headphones? You don't need them in StreamYards. Um, because I don't have any external speakers. Uh, and, uh, you know, the sound is not coming through my phone at all. So this is how I have to hear you. Right. I've been, I've been doing a lot more looking in. And I got to, this may come off strange, but I feel like Levain kind of became like a target too. And I think a lot of the things, uh, I know this is going to come off weird for the audience, but I feel like 
his name was dragged through the mud and he was made into something more than what he was actually going for. But I think he went with it kind of like Ozzy Osbourne went with the bat thing uh, for drama showman purposes. Um, <laughs> uh, really quickly, I'm going to answer this one question, bubblegum gun. Um, Anton LaVey was a lion tamer and a lion trainer. He raised uh, Togar from Cubhood. So Togar loved and looked at Anton LaVey like daddy. Um, that being uh, said, yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to be looking to upgrade my system so you know I don't have to wear the headphones all the time. I hear you. I got a big old head. It don't work good for headphones. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some people who wear, I've seen Twitch streamers, they're wearing their headphones so much that they're, they get their hair cut and now there's like a divot up here from their headphones and it's like, oh, no. Yeah, they got the Mickey Mouse thing going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, certainly. But um, so, yeah. Where were we talking about? I lost my place. Well, we were talking about some of his supernatural views. You had just got them talking about the lion and how people tried to get it away from him. And you were also inform us, informing us about an interview done with the wife. Yes. Um, in Satanus the Devil's Mass, um, a lot of members of the Church of Satan were interviewed. Uh, one of those members was Diane Haggerty. Uh, another one was Carla LeBay, uh Anton's eldest daughter. Um, Carla and uh, Diane made it very clear that they had performed a curse on whoever it was that had chosen to try to force the LeVay family to get rid of the pet lion at the time. And this is in the documentary, Satanus the Devil's Mask. So, I mean, it shoots down the claim by the current church Satan uh, that they don't do any sort of sorcery that satanism doesn't practice sorcery i mean when hosting uh uh no peter wasn't even invented then this is back in the 70s um early 70s late 60s early 70s that all this took place and peter wouldn't be formed till like the 80s at the earliest i think um but um you know so they do all these different magical practices, magical classes. Anton LaVey was talking about um, he would teach people on how to do voodoo, love spells, and everything else. You know, how to work a Ouija board, how to use tarot cards. You know, he would host classes on this. And, you know, certainly, yeah, he, he definitely did. He actually described himself in that same video that we've been talking about that I put forth that he was into sorcery, wizardry, mm -hmm. and also said that he uh, was a male witch, which is referred to and defined as a warlock. So, yeah, all that was put out there was clear as day. Yeah, he identified himself as either a sorcerer or a warlock. And um, before we go any further... Warlock is a very nuanced word. It is certainly something used almost exclusively by the left-hand path, and that's because it it's like a bad male witch. It's a per, it's a male witch who works with the dark arts, with the left-hand path. If we were talking about right-hand path magician, he would be called a wizard. 
So it's a little bit of a, it's really weird because in, when you talk about the names utilized um, throughout history for what, uh, for what a wizard or a sorcerer was called, you have two in Anglo-Saxon that refer to the male, but you only have one for the female, and the one was witch, which when translated meant wise woman, and then the male version of that was wizard, which meant wise man. But a warlock was actually used as a negative connotation, meaning liar, deceiver, and traitor back in the day, or a dark sorcerer. So that's what that all means. Well, let's not forget that he did specifically state his annoyance and people getting on TV talking about white magic. He says they always do the positive. He said, I, however, deal in black magic. So he made it again exactly. clear that he was in the supernatural. Which, yeah, exactly. And that also made it uh, very clear that he was very much so into the left-hand path, the dark arts, and so he was using the term warlock very correctly. So I, I don't quite understand, uh, from what I've gotten from these uh, Church of Satan people and some of the temple people, you actually share a lot more in relation and identify more with Levain than they do. Mm -hmm. But they're yes. mad at you because they're like an atheistic brand of Satanism, but you actually go along with what the founders said. It, yes. it, it tickles me, but it's sad and confusing all at the same time. It seems like you would be held up on a podium over them as opposed to be the black sheep, but weird, weird. Okay, well, part of that has to deal with Peter Gilmore. Um, I'm not going to speak to what went on with the Church of Satan after 1975. There's a lot of nuance there because... After 1975, that's when Michael Aquino left the Church of Satan to go found the Temple of Set. Now, after, and the reason why he left is there was a disagreement between Aquino and LaVey over the priesthoods on who would become a priest. And these people um, in the Church of Satan now, I believe. Peter Gilmore is following along with what LaVey wanted to do that Michael Aquino had a problem with. And in this, I'm going to say I agree with Michael Aquino because Michael Aquino was dead set that you had to earn your priesthood. You had to earn your ordainment. You had to study for it, train for it, practice it and whatnot. But in 1975, Anton LaVey decided that he wanted to start selling priesthoods and making uh, priesthoods available to people who gave a certain amount of money. And I don't know about you. I don't know what your church would say to something like that, but I know my clergy members and the, I can tell you right now, I have numerous clergy members in the comments right now uh, watching this and they will all vouch for this, that in STS, uh, and the cult of Cthulhu, that is not how it goes. It doesn't matter how much money you pay in, you earn your priesthood through hard work. Well, my show was more about getting to know you and understand where you're coming from. 
since you haven't had an opportunity to go through a lot of my videos or do research on me, I'll put it like this. I'm not associated with any denomination of Christianity, and I'm also not a churchgoer. That's something okay. I get yelled at by Christians about. They're always saying, go to church, go to church. And I said, look, I've got the Bible. I've got my belief in God. Why do mm -hmm. I need to go to some kind of building to uh, have a conversation with an omnipresent entity? It doesn't make sense for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, my uh, my personal temple is, you've probably seen some of my videos, and you know that where I usually film at is in a room that we call the Black Parlor, which is our ritual chamber. And, yeah, so there's that. Uh, do, do, do I watch cults? Uh, I will be, I actually made a video discussing what we believe in the afterlife. So, um, we have Archon Christopher Lee Anderson and Grand Archon Kane Blackfire in the comments, who I'm sure both of these guys can answer your question, Chris Cash. Um, they are the second and third in command of STS right there. If you don't mind me asking, there were two things that LeVan said in the video that uh, obviously the host wasn't allowing him to get descriptive, but he said he's not against uh, separation of church and state. That was one thing. And he mm -hmm. also said something to the effect of whenever he, he will not die, that he's made arrangements. What do you think he meant by that exactly? Oh, I know exactly what he meant. First off, um, separation of church and state is a big thing for most Levian Satanists. We don't want politics getting involved with our religion. That is a recipe for disaster. We've seen it time and time again. We don't want that. So we are very much for the separating of church and state as two separate entities. Um, religion was probably the oldest form of politics going back to tribal time. That was the best way to keep people in line way back when. But nowadays, it's not the best way to do that anymore. Um, as for uh, as for the living forever, is that is one of the nuances of things where. We uh, we strive to make ourselves immortal in the hearts and minds of people. So when he said that he's made arrangements, he's talking about his book. He's talking about it's been 20 years now, over 20 years since he's passed away. He passed away in 1997. And, uh, you know, it's been well over 20 years. And we're still talking about Anton LaVey very much so like he was alive yesterday. Um, so, yeah, that's what he referred to as being immortal. Um, it's important to note that Anton LaVey, near the end of his life, was not sure whether there was an afterlife or not. He chose not to talk about that. Um, he had had a near-death experience where he could not remember what went on. It was just like going to sleep and waking up. He didn't know what was going on he didn't even know he had died so he really didn't choose to talk about an afterlife and i feel that that was the smart thing to do not everybody can remember if they've had when they've had a near-death experience so yeah uh what do that's you what 
just to ask you, and maybe it's uh, too personal of a question, but I mean, you obviously shared an experience and all that, and I appreciate mm -hmm. your courage in doing that. But I, I was looking up more documentation on him on how he passed, and I've seen a lot of videos where people were claiming that he cried out to God. Now, I don't just believe whatever the mainstream media are, uh, says, but what is your view on that? What was actually said? Because I don't think any of those Fox News people were actually in the room with him when he passed. No, uh, no, they weren't. Um, I've spoken to LaVey family members, people who were in the room at the time, and uh, specifically Stanton LaVey. Now, this Stanton LaVey was Anton LaVey's grandson. He passed away um, in 2022, unfortunately, uh, due to very serious complications, and it's very unfortunate. I'm managed to speak with Stanton. I've met his wife in person. Now, according to Stanton, and who was said to be there at the time, the only people in the room was him, Carla, and I believe Blanche Barton, as well as the doctors. Anton LeVay's last recorded words was to Carla a few weeks earlier where he asked her that if he died before Halloween to make sure that everybody thought he died on Halloween. And those are, that was his last recorded statement. He died of pulmonary edema. And for those that don't know what that is, that is fluid buildup around the lungs. It constricts your breathing and makes it very difficult to breathe. And it certainly makes it very difficult to speak in and of itself. From what I understand from Stanton, um, mind you, I don't know the full details, was that Anton uh, was put into a medically induced coma about two weeks prior to his death. And that he was intubated at the time. Now, again, for people who don't know what medical procedures are. Intubation is where they cram a tube down your throat to help you breathe. You cannot speak when you have this tube down your throat. And he was intubated at the time of his death. And he was also very much so unconscious. So he could not cry out. His last documented words was him asking Carla to make sure that he was recorded as dying on Halloween if he passed away before Halloween. Was it and because they, of the whole symbolism of Devil's Night and all that? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe. Uh, also, Anton LaVey was a very big showman. Uh, he definitely was a huge big showman. He loved to play a prank. He was a jokester. He was a prankster. And... Uh, you know, he, he definitely liked putting on a show and it, it, going out on a good hurrah. The uh, the Black Pope dying on Halloween, passing away on Halloween, that would have been a big wahoo. Now, now, here's the thing. His request was respected by the coroner. The coroner signed the death certificate as Halloween. The public death certificate was originally signed as Halloween. I believe there was a secondary 
death certificate that was signed that actually had the real date and time on it. So I don't know how that all worked out, but yeah, the coroner jumped in on the joke and they made it happen. They respected his final wishes. So in the interview that I uh, that I documented over on my channel, he spoke of Tartarus and different levels of hell and all that. From your uh, personal view of all this, what is the afterlife to you? What What is to be expected? All right. Well, first off, the afterlife is a very complicated issue because there are so many different ways to describe it. What you must understand is there are numerous afterlives. And when I say numerous, I mean there is not one single afterlife. It depends on your personal viewpoints. Uh, because the afterlife is your perspective of a flow of energy in the world. It's like a parallel plane or whatnot. You don't have a physical body when you're there. Uh, when you pass away, your perception of a physical body, your perception of things that are around you, go by your final experiences in your day-to-day -day life. So there is a lot of things that are very nuanced for the afterlife. For some people, they will, uh, they all describe very similar experiences going into the afterlife, and most of them don't make it very far into it. The thing that most people speak about is the void, this black void. You're aware that there are other presences in it, and, but you're not totally certain what it is. This has been referred to as the Waltz of Erebus, um, which if for those people who don't know Latin, uh, Erebus was a Latin term that darkness. Uh, so as the dark walls, it could also be considered the uh, Acheron or Asheron, some people refer to. Um, so in Dante's Inferno, this could be referred to as the vestibule. And what it basically is, is it is the waiting room of the afterlife. It is the plane that is right next to the plane of the living. So when you first die, this is your first stop and it can be frightening. It can be terrifying. People can mistake it for hell. People might not even remember it. It's just like a little black void. And then they get whisked off by whatever deity they call out to, whatever they pray to. Um, it could be a deity. It could be their loved ones or whatnot. And they go to where they're supposed to go. And for each person, that will be a separate experience. Now, there are places in the afterlife that do seem to have a universal uh, description where people universally describe them. And these are people from different cultures, different times um, that have zero contact with each other. And these are the points that people want to study and be like, okay, well, this guy in the 1800s had a same experience as this guy in ancient Egypt whose documentation wasn't found until the 1940s. And yet they're describing a same thing. That's the sort of dichotomy you want to look to. My personal experience with the afterlife um, differs greatly from when I've later 
studied astral projection where I would deliberately make myself leave my body. Um, so that is a completely different experience. And when you learn how to astral project, you see things differently. You go through a whole different process of it. It's a process of meditation. So your after your near death experience could be vastly different from your astral projection experience. So we got I, somebody out I'm here. I'm hoping that answers some of your question there. No, it's uh, it's excellent. I was also paying attention to your comments, and I've seen this person over on my own comments. He he said Levey promoted a self worship type of Satanism, where one does not really worship Satan as a deity, but privately he did believe in the deification of Satan. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, and obviously you haven't watched my video because he actually deified Satan on a public broadcast in the interview. He said that Satan is a god, just as God. Yeah, he he really did. He absolutely did. And when oh, Tanny Jansing also posted private letters that she had with the LaVey, uh, with the LaVey family, including Anton LaVey, Diane Haggerty, and I believe later Blanche Barton. So there's actual letters. And Anton LaVey made constant references to entities he called the Dark Ones. So it, it, he absolutely... Um, he absolutely, uh, Darkman, definitely go watch Brett's video then because LaVey did not hold back. He made it very public. Um, you know, it was absolutely a thing that LaVey was all about. You know, he did not hide it privately. I don't know about it after 1975 because a lot of people say that he changed to atheist and when i look at all of his stuff i mind you i have all of anton lavey's books i have the letters uh from the devil book and whatnot and i read it and it doesn't seem like he changed his views at any point in time uh, he was just a person who outside of the joe pine show he was very he played his cards very close to his chest on what his actual viewpoints were religiously yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, like I, that was one of the reasons why I attempted to also open up. I told uh, the Church of Satan people over and over on Twitter, you've seen it. I said, look, if you guys think this man's wrong or you think that LeVan meant something else, uh, which I thought he was clear and concise with his views, mm -hmm. I said, come on in and talk to me about it. But instead, they decided to do the infantile thing and just say, ah, yeah, yeah. you know, so is what it is. And that's the really sad part about the Church of Satan. There was a point in time when the Church of Satan was a highly respected organization, where they were their viewpoints were on Satanism. That was the bottom line. But then Peter Gilmore came in. Peggy Nadramia and Peter Gilmore managed to wheedle their way in and change everything. There is no LeVay family members left inside the Church of Satan. They've all left the Church of Satan. Um, even Anton LeVay's son, his youngest child, who was also the son of Blanche Barton, who I know Blanche Barton is still in the Church of Satan, but LeVay's own son doesn't even call himself a LeVay anymore. He's changed his name uh, from... Um, Xerxes Karnacki LeVay to something else, and he doesn't even 
publicly acknowledge that he's a love. Um, his daughters, uh, Zena, became very estranged with him. Her and her husband moved over to Germany. She wants nothing to do with Satanism anymore. She doesn't want anything to do with any of the other Lovays. And Carla, back in 99, broke away from the church Satan, called them out on their bullshit, and founded the first satanic church, which you know was a reinstitution of the original church Satan from 1966. And just like when Michael Aquino left in 75, Carla took with her like 75% of the church Satan at that time. Now, if you don't mind me asking, do you think that the reason why the family kind of disemboweled or moved away from all this? I watched a couple interviews with the daughters, the the one with black hair, I think her name's Carla. Yes. And it seemed like every time she got on an interview, they were bringing up some Satanists from another country who were doing naughty, negative things. And she repeatedly told them, that's not our group. That's not our people. And do you think it just got annoying for her? She got tired of having... I wouldn't be surprised. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I honestly have not seen too many interviews with Carla herself. Um, but I do know that when she chose to break away from the church Satan and leave the church Satan, she literally told Blanche Barton, told Peggy and Adrenia, told the other higher-ups, what you guys are promoting, what you guys are preaching, is not my father's Satanism. You are not actually honoring my legacy, my family's legacy. And she left, and most of the church Satan left with her. Um, she formed the first Satanic church and opened up an a online forum, which I was a part of, called the 600 Club. And she made peace with Michael Aquino. He actually made peace with a lot of the LaVey family members, and they got along really well. And he, in my opinion, Michael Aquino, after Anton LaVey passed away, was the true black pope after LaVey passed away. And he carried on the legacy to the best of his ability through Setianism up until he passed away in... 2019, 2020, something like that. So, yeah. yeah. When I was looking for footage of Anton to be able to document some of the things he said, I, I did end up finding some videos of his, I forget what the one daughter is. She's got really, really blonde hair. And then the other one has got black hair. And uh, I watched some news videos with them, and they were mm -hmm. just like their father, very chill, laid back. But they, they kept on getting hit with, uh, the host kept on projecting this. What about these satanic groups are doing these horrible things mm -hmm. and then trying to lay it at the feet of them? And they were like, no, 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 that's not our views. That's never exactly been that. And, and it really isn't uh, our views at all uh, in STS. We carry on what Anton LaVey was writing about. We carry on what Michael Aquino was writing about. Uh, we have our own literature and documentation i showed you some of that the other night um the satanic testament which i will plug shamelessly right here uh folks if you have not i'm gonna flip mirror this around so people can actually read this um folks if you have not read this book or whatnot you can get it on amazon and yeah uh it this has our 
viewpoints on a lot of things. And it also has the Jantsang files in it, too. So if people want to read Anton LaVey's own words on what he believed in, there you go. Uh, you can get it over on Amazon for about $30. I got to ask you about something. While I was looking around uh, for stuff on Carla, and I'll give you some links if you're interested in that, okay. uh, so you could further make your points about stuff. But there's a there's looks like there's some major rumors going around that Taylor Swift is the daughter of the blonde daughter of... No. They do look a lot. It's scary. When you look at the photos of Xena, which was the blonde daughter, uh, when she was younger, uh, her and Taylor Swift look strikingly alike. It's scary on how much alike they are. Um, I, from what I understand, they even have very similar personalities. But, uh, nope. Xena lives in Germany now. She... Uh, she only had one child, from to the best of my knowledge, which was Stanton, uh, Stanton LeVay, who I mentioned earlier has passed away, unfortunately. Um, of all the living LeVays, Stanton was the one who tried to step up to the plate the most to fulfill his grandfather's wishes. And, you know, a lot of us here in the comments, we were all very close friends of his on Facebook and we would occasionally all chat with him and he was a really great guy um and so it hurt a lot of us when he passed away the other year and uh i he he was he loved um sts's personal sigil he loved how we adopted the trapezoid and incorporated so much of his grandfather's symbolism in it he loved how uh we in sts took back the cloven hoof and brought it back into publication. Um, he was a he was a supporter of ours. He, he actually approved that, and he had his own organization called Baphomet X, which is still currently run by his wife, as well as a another gentleman. And uh, yeah. So when did this uh, when did this start for you? Where they started doing this uh, these attacks or? trying to drag you through the mud. Why do you think it happened? What's your theories? And when did this start? It's been going on for some time. Yeah, it's actually been going on from, for some time. Last year became was a very rough year for us. Um, it started off good, but then it went really south. Uh, I've been butting heads off and on with uh, church members for about four years now. Uh, and even before then, I would occasionally run into church state members who were just not the most pleasant individuals anymore. Uh, I had contacts within the church state who were on the Council of Nine at the time who have since left. Um, and yeah, uh, they were decent people. They were around during Anton LaVey's time. And they certainly were not atheists they played along with what gilmore preaches just to appease him and hoping that they could change a lot of that but they certainly were not uh atheists in reality uh the the church these most of these church Satan people, they started coming out of the woodwork 
minorly at me the first year that we opened up. Uh, I ran into a few particularly nasty ones. Uh, one in particular, his name is Jared Mammon, um, who, you know, has a very big axe to grind with me. And he's always had it out for me. He's tried to get me kicked out of certain groups and whatnot and not realizing that I was a moderator in certain Facebook groups. And then I would be asked about certain things and I'd be like, hey, look, no, I've had clashes with this guy before. He's deliberately causing trouble and whatnot. And he gets all bent out of shape because the admins kicked him out of the group. Um, and then, yeah. So I've had run-ins with him off and on for four years, but last year we started having very serious trouble with not just Church Satan, but TST members in the early on. And the uh, there was some other independents that decided that they wanted to try to cause trouble. And yeah. I don't I don't really know, but apparently by the end of the year, October, November, things seem to start kicking up. One of our uh, archons, one of our current one of our top three guys at the time uh, left STS because these people called up his workplace and they decided that they were going to call up his workplace and tell his boss that he was a Nazi, that he was a Satanist and he just wasn't prepared to deal with that and so he left and you know fortunately we had a person who could step into his shoes to fulfill that and you know now all of our top people they're bulletproof you know you could try calling them up at work and whatnot and you're not going to get anywhere but they got to him and then after that this particular troll whose name i won't promote um on youtube at all i will not promote them in the comments or anything and yeah he started harassing us i mean he was stalking me online he had infiltrated our facebook groups and was causing trouble by copying all of our posts screen capturing stuff posting pictures of my son online making offensive memes and he would get all bent out of shape when he would post something that he's not supposed to be posting and then we copyright struck him numerous numerous times i mean he's been copyright struck probably about 10 12 times in less than a month and twitter still won't take him down you know it, it, it's absolutely ridiculous so but that's who we've been dealing with that's when all the real trouble began with um church satan of course we thought he was just a troll and uh, then near the point where i started talking to you we started realizing okay this guy's a church satan person and we found a particular individual within our groups and we managed to get that individual out and a lot of the reporting from within the groups stopped for a while and just recently since we opened our groups back up some of the reporting has picked up so we know that somehow this person's gotten back in it's so odd because after listening to the anton stuff and looking at some literature it seems like anton was like look you know even if you're a part of christianity if it's doing it for you then good whatever mm -hmm. makes you happy in your life whatever path you take that actually 
that you feel like you can indulge and do something positive or beneficial for yourself, do it. This doesn't sound like what Anton talked about. It is know? not. It's not, not in any sense of the word. Uh, Anton LaVey was very much so uh, about improving yourself, about being focused on your own self as much as possible and reaching your personal best and making yourself happy in life. Um, of course, Michael Aquino took Anton LaVey's teachings and created Setianism from them, which really expanded on that and brought in the ideas of Kepper or Zepper, however you want to pronounce it, which means to become, to be self-created. And then once we opened up STS, the Satanic Thulian Society, we brought in the notion of reaching one's own Ultima Thule, which means going as far as you can um, in your own personal existence and re reaching your highest self. So, you know, it shows a progression from Anton LaVey's of making yourself happy in life to bettering yourself and growing and becoming to finally reaching your ultimate self, reaching your furthest fool, your ultimate fool. Yeah, it, it, for me, after looking at some of his stuff and how he talked, it, it, uh, I like to study different religions and views. It almost fell into a kind of philosophical Buddhism. What mm -hmm. I could be wrong, but that's just what it felt like. Do whatever it takes to be able to benefit those around you that you actually care about, and don't mm -hmm. take any guff off of people who give you trash. You know exactly. <laughs> um, you know, there, we have the philosophy not of do unto others on how you would have them do unto you. We have the philosophy of do unto others how they treat you. So basically, treat in kind what people give out. Um, lex talionis, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, you know, claw for claw, bang for bang. Um, and that's that's just part of what we are about. And yeah, we're not out here hurting people were not LaVey never preached go out and harass the people who don't agree with you he never preached go out and bother people who say one thing that contradicts you if you are looking to defeat a person if you are looking to prove a person wrong be educated about it show the proof and if they prove you wrong, accept that proof, adjust your point of view, and move onward. Don't let it cripple you. And these individuals in the church Satan, all they do is they let it cripple them anymore when people contradict them. The fact that they couldn't accept a video, hard video evidence on the Joe Pine show of Anton LaVey being a theistic Satanist, just proves that they aren't incapable of understanding, evolving, becoming, ascending, zeppering, reaching their own fuel. They don't understand that. It's rough, man. It's rough. I, I got a, a personal question for you. From the path that you have taken in your life, what you're trying to find, do you feel that you could actually associate yourself if you ran into Christians, especially like myself, who are open-minded, 
willing to be your friend no matter what label you have, are you able to return that also? Yeah. Yeah, not a problem. You know, just like Anton LaVey, he didn't have a problem with Christians on a one-to-one level. The only time I have a problem with Christians is when they start preaching at me. When they start saying, oh, you need to come to God. You need to find Christ. You need to do this. You need to do that. No, I don't need to do anything. And I'll tell you exactly why I don't need to do it. Because I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy being myself. I'm happy with myself. I don't need to go preaching to them about coming to Satan. I don't go knocking on doors saying, by the way, have you met our personal savior, Satan? (laughs) I, I actually, I completely understand and respect that. I myself, I'm not into preaching at people. And the reason why is because I was a former atheist long enough to know that a lot of atheists out there have already done the former Christianity thing. They've already read the Bible, so they already know what it says. There's no need to read. And they probably know what it says better than most Christians. Yeah, I've actually met some that seem to be more educated in the matter. And I'm not afraid to say that, folks. There are a lot of non-believers out there that are very educated in Christianity. So it comes down to if they want it, they have to go for it. I'm not going to try to force it down their neck. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, the, the, the thing is, is this is going to surprise a lot of people. I've met, um, and the STS members in the comments can verify this personally. One of our, you know, a lot of us, we enjoy watching movies about exorcism where the Catholic priest comes in and saves the day from the demon. We enjoy those movies. I mean, me personally, I love the Conjuring series. I love the exorcist. I love a lot of these other spooky movies like that I and mean, it's fun for us we enjoy portraying the bad guy in movies you know and that's just something that we've always done and it's something that we do as a tongue-in-cheek but you know at the end of the day again we've also studied the christian literature and we've had to study it so thoroughly in order to defend ourselves from Christians who would try to browbeat us with the Bible, um, that it would blow most people away, you know, on just how well versed many Satanists, many pagans in general. This is not just Satanists. This is like Wiccans, general pagans, Druids. A lot of us have sat down and gone through Bible school. I mean, Grand Archon Blackfire here in the comments. He is an authorized exorcist. He was a Catholic bishop. Um, We have other members of STS in the comments that I'm looking at right now that have such a in-depth study of Christian literature and lore. It would blow people away on just how, how much we would qualify if we wanted to go get an ordainment at a, at a Christian church. So. As far as uh, horror flicks go, I personally, I prefer the classics. If I'm going to watch something having to do with an exorcism, I'm going with Linda Blair. A lot of oh, movies, there you go. 
a lot of movies nowadays they're they rely more on gore and they don't have storyline or any substance mm -hmm. to them i like stuff like hellraiser one all the way up to three i like um evil dead series with bruce campbell love evil dead but nowadays the stuff isn't scary nowadays back then though there was something about them a, like a mystical or you know what i mean yep yep uh with me i was a big hammer horror horror fan as a kid i believe i mentioned on your podcast that i during my rituals i wear a ring which is a cold cast resin ring from one of christopher lee's screen used rings in the Dra hammer dracula movies that he would war wear and it even comes with a certificate of authenticity so i have the dracula ring um I'm seeing all these different names of different movies in the comments from the Saw series, Friday the 13th, The Devil's Reign, The Howlings, Hellraiser, Puppet Master, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, all of these are great classic movies and I love them all. I'm a big fan of Subspecies, uh, the Subspecies series from Full Moon Videos, same people who put out Puppet Master if you haven't watched subspecies that's an amazing series of vampire movies i like uh, i personally had it not been for keanu reeves i'm a fan of keanu reeves but i liked bram stoker's dracula with gary oldman <laughs> that is probably the best ever dracula movie ever created francis ford coppola's dracula uh you're talking an all-star cast keanu reeves uh Gary Oldman, freaking Winona Ryder, uh, Anthony Hopkins. The, the cast just goes on, and they are rock solid. I like Keanu Reeves. I like his John Wick stuff, but I felt mm -hmm. like he was out of place. Anthony Hopkins, great. Gary Oldman, unbelievable. Deserved the nominee for that. Just stunning. I mean, um, you, and you another one. Saying, though, you get what I'm saying? Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. Whoa, dude. It's Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was hard for me to deal with that. Oh, uh, I, I saw that movie in the theater as a kid. I absolutely loved it. I mean, and that was the movie that uh, made me fall in love with Monica Bellucci. She was one of the brides of Dracula in that one. She was the one that rose up between Keanu Reeves' legs and whatnot. And just, I think that was probably the first experience that I ever had uh, that I had a vision in my mind of the perfect satanic woman's outfit where it would just be just this stunning, very remote, scantily clad and bejeweled and headdress. I, I love the headdress. Um, yes, Bella Lugosi, one of the top ones ever. Yeah, I, I will say this, and I know this will come off for, for my religious audience out there is weird, but I've always found goth women like Morticia, Adam's family, to be very attractive and alluring. I don't understand what goth women are doing nowadays with all the metal in their face, though. That's, that's not attractive. It's not attractive. I mean, you see here, I have a piercing in between my brow, um, a bridge piercing, but I can hide it behind my glasses, and I've never gotten, like, a shit ton of metal in my face. I got this, you know, just years ago, just, you know, whatever. I've had numerous piercings. I enjoy doing piercing as a hobby, but 
you know, I've been in over 200 street fights. I, I don't have the scars on my face and on my body from just nothing. And I'm going to tell you right now, when I've, whenever I've gotten into a fight with a person with a lip ring, big old hoops stretching out their ears, a uh, bull ring in their nose, brow piercings and whatnot, that's shit that I go for right off the bat. Now, I'm going to go try to rip that out of their face. And when I see that in these goth chicks as well, some of them can pull it off. But so many of them anymore get so much metal in their face. I mean, if you have one or two things and it's done in a tasteful way, it can accentuate and be very classy. But when you have just rings upon rings and hoops and stretched and gauged ears and bull ring in your nose and then more metal in your mouth, it's like, I don't want to kiss that. I don't want no. There was a, a woman whenever I was going to high school where she liked to do the whole goth thing. And at first she looked like your classic goth woman, beautiful, absolutely alluring. Mm -hmm. But she just kept on doing it. And she even asked me if I'd go on a date with her. And I said, ma'am, it would be like going out with Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I don't think so, you know. Yeah, no. The this is one of those things where people don't seem to realize that less is more. Uh, piercings are not intended to be overdone. You're intended, if you're going to get a facial piercing, um, it's intended to be an accentuation of the already natural beauty. That's why for so many years, women would only get their ears pierced and men wouldn't. It was, you know, it was not considered a masculine thing to get your ear pierced. And then men would get one ear pierced to signal that maybe they're not interested in women. And it would be a very subtle hint that maybe they're interested in guys. And that just got adopted as them being a hard ass and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to tell you what, seeing a guy with his ears pierced doesn't impress me. He wants to show me that he's a hard ass, get his nipples pierced. That shit hurts. I know because I've had it done in the past. I don't wear them anymore, but I've had it done in the past and it hurts like hell. It was a Spartan piercing. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a good idea, especially for alpha males who grow up in cities like St. Louis. You're eventually going to get into a fight, and you don't want to have a bunch of handles on your body that people exactly do. Exactly. Um, I wear my hair long, you know, but again, I'm trained and I know what I'm doing and how to protect myself. And obviously, I've done it very well if I'm still sitting here. Um, and yeah. Well, I, exactly I, totally right. did, I totally dig the long hair look. My brother, his <laughs> name is Justin Keene. He's actually in a fairly uh, popular band called Black Death, and they're all about metal and rock, so they all sport the long hair, and uh, women will tell you they dig him. They dig the long oh, hair. Oh, yeah. A lot of women have d dug my long hair, and you know when I was sporting more piercings on my body and whatnot, a lot of women were digging that as well. And they found it attractive. And it's mostly because, again, I didn't overdo it. So uh, 
yeah. Um, guys in the comment section, go check out that band, Black Death with Justin Keen. Uh, plugging your brother there. <laughs> it's spelt death like in the way Megadeth is. It's kind of like a, my brother explains it as because he was a fan of uh, Black Sabbath as well as Megadeth, he kind of connected the names. Cool. Cool. Uh, that's something that I'm probably going to have to look up and everything. But um, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The this is all really great stuff. Yeah, so this yeah, is you're crazy. exactly right, Dark Moon. Uh, the 2005 Punisher movie with Thomas Jane, that one guy who just had all these fucking piercings, and then the mobsters came in and they just ripped him out to torture him. Oof, that's rough. That really is. You know, I, like I said, I've been in enough street fights. Myself, that that's something when I see somebody have something like that and they're going to come at me. That's one of the things that I'm grabbing for first and I'm going to rip it right out. Oh, I was mean to ask you about something. In the last two days on Twitter, I noticed that there's uh, this guy from Texas ended up making a video where he said that he believes the mainstream media is trying to dramatize things more than what they are with uh, Texas. He literally drove and showed that there's many open areas on that wall down there mm -hmm. that anybody could walk through that they don't even have barbed wire fence around. Why do you think that that's happening according to your opinion that they're trying to make it look like Texas is trying to just go full war for it? Because it doesn't seem like they are to me. Honestly, I really don't know. Uh, I can only speculate and imagine that Texas is trying to get support for certain issues. Um, no, the wall isn't completed in a lot of places in Texas. Texas had to add to the wall themselves because you know, the government cut off funding when Trump left office and Biden just was going to start being a dickhead about things. And so Texas had to step up and add to the wall and finish several sections. But there's still numerous, numerous gaps. And what people got to remember is some of these areas in Texas along the Mexico border are extremely remote areas it is very dangerous to cross because there is nothing close at hand for you to get to very easily. You're going to be walking for days in the desert before you get anywhere. And you can't just drive over it because there's like a mountain in the way or there could be a river in the way and, or whatnot. There is a lot of things there that don't make it easy. So when people are talking about, you know, the border is open in certain areas, it they've got to look at those areas individually and be like, okay, is this going to be a feasible place to cross? If you're walking in 120 degree weather and you're lugging your backpack and a gallon of water, how far are you actually going to get? You know, is there natural predators around that's going to make it even harder to do that? Uh, what's the individual situation? Now, there's going to be areas of the fence that are open in populated areas. And this is where 
the National Guard, the Border Patrol, and whatnot, they step in. But there's also other nuanced areas, such as I know that in one section, at the very least one section, I wouldn't be surprised if there was more uh, sections where it's an Indian reservation crossing both sides of that border. And it's up to reservation police to monitor that border. And they don't have all the resources to do it. Uh, we got somebody out here called Christ Brings the Sword. He says, we need more compassion for the immigrants to open up our homes. <laughs> Did you know, uh, he may not even know this, but uh, there's been a lot of people, Republicans and Democrats, who've actually taken uh, Im immigrants into their home. And you know what happened? They ended up calling a bill for squatting and saying that even if that person starts a fight with you or destroys your property, you won't be able to get them out. They become a exactly. Um, I was reading where this one family took in this other family of immigrants. They had like a basement apartment. And they opened up this basement apartment to this family of immigrants. And it turns out it wasn't a family of immigrants. It was kids taken from their family, uh, families, uh, uh, mostly little girls. I think they were all little girls. It was uh, a couple guys, a woman, and like three little girls. And they opened up their home. And it turned out the guys were cartel and they were uh, pimping out the children with this woman as well. And, and so there was like a string of Johns coming in and out of this basement apartment at all hours of the day. And they were doing things with the kids, the family up above didn't know what was going on until they saw it firsthand. And at that point, they suddenly realized that the two guys were cartel and they threatened to kill the entire family if they tried to call anybody. And it posed to be a huge, big problem. Finally, the police came in and yeah, yeah, I, I don't think that there's anybody on either side who have a problem with legal immigration. Everybody's got the idea that if you can verify them and you can find out that they're not cartel or criminals or human mm -hmm. traffickers or drug addicts, and let's face it, that's what we're dealing with. You made a great point. We open those borders, we're going to let in all the fentanyl, all the drugs, and exactly, and you're going to kill a whole lot of people. This is not my adopted father. My adopted father came from Glasgow, Scotland. Now, I, I mentioned this on your show that he came from Glasgow, Scotland, and he did it the right way. He was still an immigrant, even though he had it easier in a lot of ways. He still had to go through the whole immigration process, and it's it's something that is necessary. I know there's a lot of people like uh, this person in the comments that says um, we should open up our borders. We should be more compassionate and whatnot. And I say we need to divorce our compassion, our desire to be compassionate with from our pragmatism. We need to be pragmatic when it comes to the, you know, the health and welfare of our country that 
you know, yes, we may want to help these people, but is that really the smart thing to do when you never know that these people could be crossing that border with a gut, literally their guts packed with condoms full of fentanyl, meth, who knows what else, ice. Um, yeah. And now, you know, same person is talking about organ harvesters, and that does happen as well. But there's also something that um, happens to little girls crossing the border that we need more stringent border control on. I don't know if you've ever watched the videos on it, but they call them, and I'm going to actually say the word here because I'm not monetized, uh, rape trees. Have you ever heard of that? Haven't heard of the term rape trees, but I am fully aware of human trafficking that's going on. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, look up the rape tree thing. Um, it's been covered a little bit by certain people uh, here on YouTube. And what it is, is they'll take a woman or a female child and they will tie this child or woman to a tree, strip her naked and run a train on her until she's dead. Oof, that's rough. And when I say child, I am talking that they have found victims as young as three years old. Man, that is rough. I want people in the comments, I want people watching this to stop and think about that for a second. If uh, Especially if you are pro-democrat you know and you're pro-liberal you're whatnot think about that the, you know it doesn't matter what you want to support it doesn't matter if you want your uh, abortion rights or anything like that we are talking about young girls as young as three years old going all the way up into their 70s women in their 70s suffer this as well so there's no specific age group here being tied to a tree on our side of the border out in these barren areas sometimes on people's personal you know property that are border properties and then repeatedly raped until they are dead I want people to stop and think about that and then ask yourself, should we open up our borders or should we crack down on border con control and build that wall, increase our officers on the border, deploy National Guard where necessary and make it damn near impossible to get across that border and do these horrible things on our land. I'm for border control. I am for cracking down because if we have more officers patrolling the border, who's to say that that isn't one more girl who is saved? Even if she has to go back to El Salvador or whatnot, if we can stop one person from being killed that way, I'd say that's a win, wouldn't you? All right.
I absolutely agree with you. And that's uh, the story they try to push in mainstream media, that somehow people who are either Republican, they just don't care or they don't want to help, do want to help. But it doesn't do the migrants any favors by just letting them come in and have no place to go to or not be set up. You're just basically saying, oh, there's the streets, have fun, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, on top of that, you know, yes, we get good people who are coming across that border who want a better life, who want to live the American dream. Um, But we're also letting in cartel. I point to the family again who thought they were letting in a, a, a undocumented family into their basement apartment and it turns out it was a cartel running a prostitution human trafficking ring with children and another woman yeah well look at mr christ brings a sword i hate to be mean to him but i mean first you say open the borders and then you say well i don't have nothing to worry about i'm going to get raptured up and protected by god See, that's kind of cold-blooded. You're basically saying, yeah, just let the whole country go to hell. I'm out of here anyway. <laughs> you know, in, in Satanism, our, our end times here in STS, because uh, we also merge with the official cult of Cthulhu, we believe that, uh, you know, that Cthulhu will be Satan's final form. And he's going to come back and kill everybody and make, you know, the world, you know, release certain people to become gods in the universe it's a little bit more nuanced than that but you get the idea well that is an interesting question or topic to go into because we have rocked on this border thing but do you believe in the uh at least some of the associations that christianity teaches that there's going to be an end times and a big battle or or what's your views on that <clears throat> there will be definitely an end time for everything nothing lasts forever whether it's going to go out on a bang like in a war or something or if cthulhu will rise up from relay and wipe out the earth and bring back the old ones or if it's just going to be a quiet little extinction event that no one's going to really remember i don't know i don't know Every culture in the world has description of various end-time theories. Obviously, the book of Revelation uh, is a very powerful document. When It's a very interesting document, and obviously Satanism draws a lot of elements from that part of the Bible. There's no bones about it. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. We do draw a lot of what we're about from that part of the Bible. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it seems that we have a bit of an, uh, something going on in the comments here between Christ Brings a Sword and everybody else. Um, well, Christ Brings a Sword, I've seen him in my chat before. He likes to... Yeah get people riled up and me personally i don't mind if we get a couple wild animals out there as long as they're not obscene <laughs> yeah well i mean i'm gonna warn him you know the people he's trying to rile up right now is probably not the right people 
uh, to be riling up. And if they get too riled up, I will kick them out. Um, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not above booting out a person. We also have security in there, and I trust that our security will handle things if it gets too big. But um, yeah, I'm just, yeah. Anyways, so as for the end times, what's my thought on it? I don't. I really don't know. I don't really give much thought to it. When it happens, it happens. When shit hits the fan, you know, I'll grab the closest gun I can and I'll stand my ground. But when it's your time, it's your time. And there's not really much you can do about it. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's see. What else is there? We, uh, we've been dealing... Do you think that there's any possibility that there can be some peaceful resolution, that things can be worked out? Or do you think that some of these people who've been coming at you are too far gone to uh, have a rational discussion? Um, let me put it to you this way, and I just put Christ in timeout. Um, let me put it to you this way. As far as I'm concerned, the Church of Satan would never give a person like me or you a fair platform to speak on or try to share a logical discussion. So I am perfectly happy not giving them the platform either. I do not have any intention of ever giving a Church of Satan member a platform at all and because uh no Kane, you didn't scare him off i put him in time out he's still there he's watching it's just things were getting a little ridiculous uh apparently i also just got a notification from one of our security personnel that something is going on on twitter there is uh-oh yeah. <laughs> and uh what kind of trouble have we got ourselves into this time? Oh, it's our favorite little troll uh and whatnot. And he he's just trolling again. Well, I got a lot of trolls. You'd have to be more specific. Oh, I'm not gonna name this one right offhand. Um, I'm not going to give him that platform. I'm not going to give him that re recognition. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to give Church Satan or any of people like that a platform because they would not uh, give uh, us a platform. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Oof, goodness gracious. So as far as uh, politics, I it seems like since I've been talking to you that you do uh, associate a lot of Republican ideas with stuff, but where do you find yourself in the political climate? I am a, a registered Republican. You know, I, I definitely am a Republican. Uh, whatnot. Uh, Christ, please be mindful and be respectful here. If not, next time it won't be a timeout, I will kick you out. This is me giving you your final warning. Um, my uh, 
my personal views is I am a former member of the National Socialist Movement. I am a former neo-Nazi. Um, and I have no problem saying that openly and publicly. Uh, people who know me will know that I definitely am not racist. I am try to be as kind of a person as possible. Uh, you know... A person still giving you trouble. Mm, he's pushing my buttons. Well, folks, in case some of you don't realize this out there, it is uh, his uh, show, and he is hosting, so he is he has full control over and how things he wants to do things, folks. Yeah, he's over on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just putting that up there so people can see it. And good. Did I? Oh, wrong person. Well, I apologize for the aggravation. If I could pull a Thanos, you know what I mean? <laughs> I clicked on the wrong person, black metaler. How do I do that? I'm still learning the software. It's all good. Uh, you may have to go to the outside of your broadcast if you're wanting to unblock somebody. Or yeah. you have to go to your community section to remove somebody. Oof, that's rough. Hey, Could Sarah, how are you? Please get a hold of Black Metaler and tell, her I'm, and tell him I'm sorry that that was an accident and I am trying to undo it. So there's only one way I know how to do it. I don't know if it can be done in the comments section. You'll have to go to your video manager where you see all your uploaded videos. On the left, you'll see a section called community and then block. Okay, community. how do I get there? <laughs> uh, if you're on the front of your own YouTube channel, click on manage videos. Right. Then you'll see all your uploaded material. On the left side, there's a list of things, and one of them's community. That's where you'll edit that out. And by the way later on you should go into your blacklist and add words certain words that annoy you that you do not want to see on your screen and it'll make it to where people can't put the filth up in your comments or up on your live streams sound good yeah i'll have to go through it and undo it and again uh black metaler i am really sorry i, I did not mean to click on that you can call it your little black book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to have to figure out how to do this off, <laughs> off studio. I can go into my settings. Let's see here. Let's see if I can fix that. There's no band guests. Okay. So I can't do it here. All right. I'm just going to have to fix it later, unfortunately. Um, but anyways, yeah. So going back to what we were talking about before, before all that happened there. I don't click on things because I'll end up breaking something. Well, last thing you threw out there was uh, something about socialist, neo-Nazi, and Republican. Um, yeah, I am a former neo-Nazi. I am a Republican. I'm a registered Republican. I am a Trump supporter. Uh, hands down, and I'm shameless about it. Uh, 
I definitely intend uh, that to vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Same here. You know, I don't care if Donald Trump's a Christian or not. Yeah, that's one thing that a lot of people try to get me on. You know, he isn't, he does things that aren't very, and I'm like, ah, eh, get the hell out of here. America's like a business. He knows how to be successful at business and do it so. I actually think he cares about people and wants to make good changes. I do too. I mean, you know, he's, like you said, he's a businessman, and that's who we need running this country, a businessman, not a politician at this point, a person who can look at America as a corporation, as a business to make money for itself. And, you know, every citizen here is an employee on some level or another. You've got happy employees, you've got a successful business. That's just how it goes. There you go. Can't say I disagree with any of that. Hey, Darwin to Jesus, how are you doing? He's a good guy. He's not a troll. Cool, cool. Um, hey, Chris, could you see if you could uh, unban Black Metaler? He's our YouTube uh, moderator, so he can go in and see if he can get Black Metaler off of banning for me. <laughs> I didn't mean to put him on there. Well, there you go. Oh, might so, uh, I suggest something for you since I, I know this is like the first stream that you put together. Maybe you did some stuff in the past. I don't know. But you'll want to put up some kind of stranger danger picture. Like if you decide to invite people in the future, you can cover your screen. Because I unfortunately, even as nice and loving and cuddly as I am, I get people who want to, for whatever reason, they want to show me their tits and their penis. And as exciting as that is, YouTube doesn't like it, and they'll get rid no, of me. No, it does not. <laughs> I mean, if we were if we were able to live stream to something like a bit shoot, or if we were on Pornhub or something like that, then yeah, that would be fine all day long. But YouTube does not like that, not at all. It's a good way to lose your YouTube channel. Yeah, if you feel like you're going to make a stream where you have some of those type of guests, I would recommend Rumble, BitChute, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that's a bit more uncensored, you know. I, 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 I've heard about Rumble. I, I, I haven't really checked them out. I have a BitChute channel, but they don't do live streams um, whatnot. And, yeah. Um, just letting everybody know this. I'm not bringing in any other guests. This is just between me and Brett. Uh, uh, the only other guests I might bring in would either be uh, Chris or uh, Kane Blackfire. Uh, but those are the only ones that I'm willing to bring in if they ever if they want to. But uh, we're not bringing in any other guests for the most part. Yeah, the, the Rumble's pretty easy. You can uh, create a destination on StreamYards and actually use that. Unfortunately, there's a you have to put in a stream key in order for it to go to Rumble, but it works. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to actually check that Rumble. out. You probably do pretty well on Rumble. It's mostly a, a conservative Republican side, and they pretty much let you say and do whatever you want. You never have to worry about if you say... A, Something that might offend a snowflake that you lose your account or anything like that. Yeah, I'm sorry it. about your feelings, Johnny. 
I'm sorry about your feelings. You, you can chase me around in your gimp suit later. <laughs> He's a friend of mine. I've never understood how people are able to wear the gimp suit. It looks like it's hot, you know? It is, from what I understand. Uh, it is. But, uh, you know, John, Johnny's a pretty good guy. You, you'd actually like him, too, you know? He's our Tennessee grotto master. So when you're not doing politics or theology and all that, what do you do for fun? What's what's the enjoyment? Oh, uh, well, I got my family. I got my dogs and everything uh, during summer months. So probably you might find me out mowing my four acres of land. Uh, that's fun. Uh, <laughs> enjoying a nice little stogie or uh, when I'm inside and I got time, I'll probably find me playing a video game or writing. I'd like to write a lot. I have a lot of things that I need to write. So I got an interesting question for you. You obviously watched that entire video I did. There was an interesting part towards the end where um, the host host was asking Anton about laws and justice and all that, and he said that he doesn't. He sounded like he was saying that justice is an illusion. What's your view on that? Well. Again, the thing is, is back then, the Lex Satanicus didn't exist. Anton had speculated on it, but he hadn't written it out. It wasn't until I came along that I wrote it out. Blanche Barton made a notation. Uh, yes, Kane, you will have your chance. We can bring you on in the next video. Hell, if you have your webcam, you can jump in on this right now, and I'll bring you in. You're one of the few who I will bring in. Um, but the Lex Satanicus did not exist at his time, uh, but he had speculated on it. And justice, the justice he's talking about is the mora morality, and it's nuanced by culture. Justice is an illusion, just as morality is a lie. And because each culture will have their own different brands of justice. Uh, we were talking previously about Sharia law and uh, how in, their, in the Islamic culture, if a woman is gang raped, she's the culprit, not her rapist. Uh, she's the one who gets stoned to death. You know, and I would say that's a pretty good uh, understanding of justice being an illusion. Uh, you're going to have to click in, dude. Well, I guess uh, one of the things I was... Uh, one, Darwin for Jesus is actually pretty cool, dude, if you do decide to bring in some other folks. But what I'm getting at, though, is more on uh, objective morals. And it seems as though you do have a code that you do see that certain things are wrong. I mean, obviously you do because you brought up the little girl in the tree thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I'm asking is, do you believe that a, a, a god or a deified entity has created some form of objective morals? Think Whether a human likes it or follows it or not, it's still there, a rule. Um. I really don't know on that. I would say no. No deity has made any sort of objective moral. 
because the way I look at most deities, I mean, you got to remember my encounter with God was that he was a very malevolent, hateful being. But most people will say God is peace and love. Well, the truth of the matter is, is God himself, like most deities, is amoral. They have their own perspectives. They have their own objectives. And so what may or may not be justice for them is different per person. So, yeah, um, per deity, I should say. See, the point that you made just a little while ago about if you were to look at other cultures and other places, they have these ideas that it's okay to do what they want to with kids or women or whatever. That's why I feel that it's important to have the belief, and I'm saying belief, that there's some kind of objective moral code where you could say, this is wrong what they're doing with that little girl. Because if you didn't have the objective, somebody could simply argue, well, it's just your opinion that's wrong and keep on doing it. You see what I mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I would say most most laws are based on that culture's morality. So in religious law, the religious laws are based on that religion's moral conduct. Uh, you can ask many uh, Satanists, and we are, a lot of us, we uh, have, you know, to us, Vlad Tepes is a saint. We view him as a patriot of his country. We don't view him as a monster or terrorist, I mean, even though he did horrendous things, nightmarish things. You know, you can only impale so many people out in a field, um, and and you know before you can be considered a monster and in his country vlad tepes is exactly that he was you know considered to this day a saint vlad tepes i'm gonna go ahead and bring in kane blackfire now he is the grand archon of the satanic thulian society and my second in command and so we will hear from him hey kane can you hear hey. me? All right. Yeah. How are you doing tonight? Um, you might want to do something about your light in the background, bro, because you're like solar flaring the shit out of us. And uh, give like us like a secondary help. light. Hell yeah. I thought I was going to astral project for a minute there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought we were going down the tunnel of light there for a second. There we are. That Better. works. Yep, oh, definitely. Cool t-shirt, man. What was that? I said cool t-shirt. Isn't that like Thanks, I, I just, I just got it. I just got it. Uh, see, see, he just got it, and he had to show it off and whatnot. See, I wore this <laughs> shirt in my one time, my one movie appearance that in a short film that I was starred in. What's your shirt say on it? It looks like it says crimes. I can't see it clearly. It though. says. This crime or crime, uh, which was the name of the band that we were uh, portraying in the movie. The movie is called Into the Fold, and it's won a couple awards too. I mean, it was professionally done. It was a really good movie. I was looking at some of the tenants and some of the uh, the the sins that they uh, say on the Church of Satan site, and one of them is 
absolutely under no conditions do they get to harm children. And of course, I agree with that. Well, I agree with that philosophy. Looks like we lost uh, Kane. Oh, noes. Were you able to hear any of the spew that I just put out there? Yeah. So it, it seems to me that they're actually saying that this is their objective truth. And if you go against it, then you don't get to be a part of our, our sect or our group or something like that. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. We do not harm children at all uh, whenever possible. Um, but of course, there's things that happen that might be outside of your control. As people note, I did go to jail myself uh, under what is called child abuse charges. But it's not because I actually hurt my child. It was because, well... Uh, I trusted my wife to handle things while I was working for our landlord. She walked out on us, and I was the parent left holding the bag. So I was the one who was held accountable. And, uh, you know, I served my time and, you know, got out. I was only in for six months. Sorry, you had to go through that. Yeah, it fucking sucked. But, you know, hopefully one day I'll get to see her again. So, um, Kane, what's your take on this? Uh, what what do you have to add to what Brett just asked us? My microphone cut out when he asked. So I, what was the question? Well, I was talking about, uh, at least with the Church of Satan, I don't know if you're a part of that set, but they're, one of their tenets is uh, don't hurt children under any kind of condition. And I was looking at that, and I noticed that there was a lot of rules they had that I actually agreed with that actually uh, go along with it. And even earlier, you said uh, it's not about uh, treating others as you want to be treated, but it's how they treat you. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I do think these are, these are actually pretty decent rules, but they also come off as this is the objective moral rules that one should follow if they want to be a part of that sect. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Just to answer Dark Moon's question really, uh, really quickly, uh, using the term whenever possible uh, brings into the nuance that sometimes things go outside of your ability to control. So say you're driving down the road and you swerve and you get into a car accident and you're rolling and you accidentally hit a kid. It's not like you're actually looking to hurt that child, but you sort of did by accident. Um, so that's whenever possible. Well, I, I personally, and this may come off weird, but I don't think that all children in the world are innocent either. No. I've done a lot of research on sociopaths and psychopaths, and they start out early, you know, choking the cat, killing the parents in their sleep. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And there is historical records of children being psychopaths and serial killers. I mean, there's actual YouTube videos on it, and it's freaking crazy. You're talking like seven eight-year-olds who will lure other children into areas and then strangle them or beat them to death or kill them right so i i don't have a lot of the same philosophy that some of the other brands of christianity out there have where all children are innocent i i don't believe that i think some of them are cruel from the womb yeah about seeds you know it happens um your take, Frank or King? Yeah, I, I, I do. Um, I do not believe children should be harmed at all. Um, I very strongly believe that it is our job to protect children, especially from those 
who would use religion as a tool to brainwash them instead of allowing to make their own decisions. I consider that also to be a very um, destructive way of harming children. Um, but I very much do believe that there are children that are born with, as you said, the bad seed. And um, those children as well need protected and they just need more guidance, in my opinion, than most children. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. If you, uh, if you don't mind, I got to use the uh, ladies room. I'm going to throw up a be right back. Right. And, uh, be right back. Nice to meet you, by the way, uh, Mr. Kane. Nice to meet you as well. All right. Seems that we have one of our trolls in there, uh, whatnot. So, which one is it? Uh, Brett. Usually, Brett said that he shows up and you like stir the pot. The Christ brings a sword. I think it's funny that he's called that when Christ isn't about war at all. I know, I know. I was like, huh? well, in uh, here's the thing: if you remember your revelations, Christ is supposed to come back, and he is going to be uh, carrying the flaming sword at that point. He's also supposed to come back as a seven-eyed goat, uh, not goat, lamb. So that's true. That's how true. many forms is he going to take before he picks a gender? Technically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so, wouldn't say I'm uh, going to hell, but that's kind of the goal here. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is uh, that uh, uh, hell seems like a very comfortable place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, man, I got to tell you, in the past couple of days, I've been doing a lot of study with the hell, the hellscape, and um, you knowing what I did a couple of days ago. I mean, that really opened a lot of doors mentally and spiritually for me for the hellscape. Yeah, yeah. And this is a, something that we were talking about earlier is, you know, doing the meditations and mm -hmm. performing the astral projection and studying you know, all that stuff. That way we can actually see what is going on on the... Uh, other side yeah absolutely absolutely no dark moon you're not going to change our minds um unfortunately i know you'd like to i know a lot of christians would like to change our minds but uh, you got to understand we've been doing this for years we're pretty well set in our ways uh don't don't let the childish good looks fool you uh, i'm in my 40s and i've been <laughs> you know into the occult and paganism since i was about 12 13 years old that, that's an interesting topic to kind of drive into do you believe as a satanist that you can also associate yourself with other religions such as paganism and voodoo and all that yeah yeah technically I yes was, yeah, um, it's I deemed was, heresy by the Catholic Church and all other forms of Christianity. Why not? Yeah, exactly. I was originally trained as a Wiccan. I went through three years of Wiccan apprenticeship. I lived as a Wiccan for over ten years, and you know, I was a high priest. And yeah, you know, 
I myself, I have the view, even though a lot of religious people get on me for this, if I look into a philosophy of another religion and it is dead on similar with my own, how am I going to say it's false? How am I going to say it's exactly. wrong? Exactly. That's where I'm yeah, at. If, you, if you're already agreeing with a religion, um, you know, then, yeah. Then well, that's like what, what are you really said. changing? Yeah, what are you really mm -hmm. changing? That's why whenever we read the Satanic Bible, when we're actually initially looking into Satanism and we're studying it, we read the Satanic Bible, and the objective is is that it's not trying to convert us. It's not trying to do anything like that. It is a mirror that we look at mm -hmm. when we read the Satanic Bible, and if we see ourselves described in that book then the only thing we choose to do is take on the mantle of satanist we don't do something we don't do anything that is abnormal we don't change who we are we are not converting to a religion anton LaVey was very clear when he said satanists are born not made and the reason That's why right. he, the reason why he said that is you're not changing who you are. You are just adopting a religion that agrees with everything you've already believed from the word go. Basically, or you read nature of man, right? Say that again. Yes. It basically endorses the nature the nature of man and his indulgences. Exactly. Exactly. It's just endorsing who you are, as you are, as you are naturally. Exactly. The nature of man. I do want to say, Kane, I apologize if I accidentally cut off on you sometimes. There is a time. Oh, no. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Church going Christian. I'm just reading Dark Moons. Uh, Oh, I got to um, see this stuff. Does it ever feel to you with the way these groups have been acting towards you that, um, I mean, if you really look at it, it almost feels as though they want to get Satan out of Satanism and just kind of push an atheistic view? Yeah, I don't understand why. You know, I don't understand the whole reason of that. You call yourself, oh, here we are. They're here. They're here. Good times, good times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, liar. <laughs> uh, the church Satan has officially arrived. So. Well, there you go. I heard some kind of quote that the Satanic Church is open even on Christmas. So what are you going to do? Yep. Yep. But, uh, you know, the thing that I don't get is why call yourself a religion? And Anton LaVey actually made a point of this. It was the one time that he directly spoke about atheism in the Satanic Bible, and he was criticizing uh, Christian atheists, you know, that they were calling themselves Christians, but atheists at the same time. And he said, how hypocritical is that? And that's right what? in the Satanic Bible. <laughs> I've never heard of that, but that is hysterical. It, oh, it's it, true. It I've actually had someone on the show. What they I believe it's they, in the. I believe it's in like one of the first chapters. Of God wanted dead or alive, that he flat out, um, 
yeah, that he flat out said, you know, how hypocritical is it to call yourself an atheist and then try to align yourself with a religion? And so, you know, I, my question to, you know, church Satan people is, again, how hypocritical can you be by calling yourself an atheist and then saying you're a Satanist, you're part of a religion? Because atheism is faithlessness. You don't have a faith when you're an atheist. And a religion is all about having faith. It doesn't need to be According blind faith. According to some. No, it I, I don't know. does not need to be blind faith. It's just that you have faith. I don't, I don't know if you're aware of this, but between 2006 and 2009, some atheists that were in prison actually were getting aggravated because the Muslims and the Christians had their own little groups and they could do their own timeouts. So they actually took it to court to fight for atheism to be a religion so they would be under the same protected rights as Christianity to be able to do what they want to do. So now atheism in itself, even without the association of Satanism, is considered also an official religion and they are tax exempt. Yeah, that's kind of crazy because when you look in the Encyclopedia Britannica, when you look in Webster's Dictionary and whatnot, atheism is the like the antithesis of religion because to be a real you know to have religion you have to have faith you have to have a belief an atheist doesn't believe in anything Kane, you haven't had the opportunity to run into a christian atheist yet it is it is fascinating i've had a couple of these oh, not. their their game is like this here's how the summary is um they don't believe that Jesus was God. They believe that the human actually existed, but they don't believe in the supernatural part of it. But they endorse the philosophy of Christianity, if that makes sense. They just don't endorse the guy behind it. Yeah. Well, I guess, in my opinion, that's a little bit better than mainstream Christianity. At least they know that that they're making their own choices and they're not leaving it up to the big guy in the sky. I mean, that's, that's how I view it anyways, coming yeah. from a deep Catholic background. And this is coming from a former Catholic bishop, mind you. Yeah. So if you don't mind me asking, uh, this is obviously sounds like a pretty deep corridor that you went across from Catholic bishop to what your view is now if you don't mind can you explain how that transition happened so um even when i was a little kid um i remember going to mass with my grandparents because it was required by my parents or it was go to baptist or a non-denominational church instead and even at a young age i was like uh, -uh that that's that's not happening but I was always more interested in what they had to say about Lucifer than what they had to say about God. So as I got older, um, I started practicing some forms of magic because my mother was also a practicing Christian witch when I was a lot younger. So Christianity has always been there along with occultism in some way, shape, or form. And then when I got older, I joined what is called the Independent Catholic Movement. Basically, the first, the second Vatican Council and the third Vatican Council disagreed and they separated. 
and the independent Catholic Church took form. And it's been around for a long time, and it still is to this day, and there's many different churches within this, and that's where I was a bishop. But I did go to Catholic seminary for two years online through the church I was connected to. And um, one day I decided that um, the Bible doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and I always, in a way, kind of knew that, but in a way, I kind of lied to myself is the best way to put it. But um, I learned that there was another path, and it didn't have to be an atheistic path, because I've always been taught and learned through study that if you're a Satanist, you have to be an atheist, because, you know, Church of Satan is like that, TST is like that, and there are other small little offshoots that aren't as big or as popular as the other two. So I never even, I never touched it. And then, well, I met Lucifer Legavorden, and him and I, believe it or not, were bitter enemies at first. We were not, we were not yeah, cordial we were, we to each other at all. Really to each other at all. Yeah. Why and then is that exactly? That changed. You both sound very, uh, very laid back, chill people. Why would that happen for? Uh, I had some, uh, some very big misconceptions of what I thought I was doing. I was called out on it, and well, no one likes being called out on anything that has an ego and cannot accept the fact that they're wrong. So they fight on it and try and prove themselves to be right, even though they have nothing to back it up. And that's basically what he did, and. Um, he really opened my eyes to a lot of stuff, and here we are two years later, and, and this man is like my brother. I mean, if he ever told me, hey, I got to come up to where you live, I need to stay a couple days, I'd ask him, how long? Not when are you going to leave, just how long? I mean, his family is like my family, and my family is practically his family. Yeah, we definitely are. We're very much so like that, and... You know, I gave him the chance. He proved himself. Uh, yeah, he, he proved himself. How do you feel about the uh, the aspect that me and uh, him were talking about earlier about supernatural sorcery, warlocks? Where are you at whenever it comes to that, if you don't mind me asking? It's very real. It's very real and it's very powerful. I actually was just speaking to my ex-husband yesterday. He had messaged me and he asked me if I could give him a reference to learning about Lilith for a friend of his. And I told him, no. And he asked me why. And he goes, I thought you were all about. I said, because magic is a very serious thing, especially when you're venturing through the hellscapes. If you do not have the mental capacity or the know-how or the knowledge, that shit will chew you up and spit you out. And then it'll do it again until you have finally learned your lesson and then it might not even stop then magic is is fire is a fire it's not to be played with it's not to be mocked or poked at and when you do that it will come after you no matter what and that's that's just the truth about it and those who say that oh well i'm a satanist and i practiced magic but i don't believe in magic but we're going to practice magic you're just you're poking at you're poking at things you don't want to mess with it just doesn't make any sense to want to fight something that clearly you cannot control any way, shape, or form, and that you're at its mercy. To me, that's just that just doesn't make any sense. Uh, I'm going to answer Darkman's question really quickly here. So does that mean – I'm going to put it up here. Oh, please do. 
So does that mean Satanism acknowledges the fact God exists? Yes, we do. Yes. Anton LaVey did this on the Joe Pine show on national television. And this is something that Brett and I were talking about earlier. You can go see it on his channel. He actually posted a video where he commentaried the Joe Pine show with that Anton LaVey uh, guest appeared on. And Anton LaVey was asked uh, flat out whether or not he believed God existed or whatnot. And his answer was a very definitive yes. Um, I don't know if I could throw up the, uh, give me one second here. Uh, I might need a little bit of screen layout. The screen here may cause you to lag and cause your camera yeah. to freeze up on you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's going to freeze up on me too much because I am connected directly to the computer, but uh, there we do have screenshots of, of with a timestamp and you can go uh, to my Twitter page. I posted it on Twitter. And, uh, you know, you can go to Brett's personal channel and find it. And you could just look up the Joe Pine show on uh, YouTube. And you can see the interview Joe Pine gave to Anton LaVey, where he uh, flat out says, yes. He certainly does believe in a real Satan. He, he flat out said that. No bones about it. No mincing his words. No saying, I believe in God, but no, he didn't say that. He just flat out said, yes, I certainly do believe God exists. But There's even problem. some Satanists who do not believe that God ever existed and that the that Lucifer, the horned one, as they call him, has always, has always existed is the true God and true creator of everything. So and it really Lucifer depends on... All Luciferians, um, most of them yes. are um, the European Luciferians. Um, yes. That's a very interesting topic that we can go into in another video. But let's put it this way. There is both American Luciferians and European Luciferians, and the two are completely different from each other because with American mm -hmm. Luciferians, most of them follow Michael Ford and a lot of his writings and writings based off of his literature. Michael Ford based his writings off of the released uh, documentation from the European books of Luciferianism. And in Europe, there is over, I believe it's right around 10 books and each book is over a thousand pages long. And what has been released mm -hmm. in America publicly, uh, from what I understand, what has been released in America is like only a hundred pages or so from the very first book. And that's where and the most of American Luciferian <laughs> takes its context from and builds on that. And Michael Ford um, adopted that, what was known about that. Uh, and then built on it with Anton LaVey's literature and other speculative literature, and he formed his own system from. So that's American Luciferianism. I also, um, the, the woman who started that, um, her name was Madame Blavinsky, and she started it as a newspaper at first, because back then posting, writing books about that just wasn't going to fly. And she had a newspaper called The Morning Star, and 
Um, I actually know and am friends with one of the main um, members of the German side over, not the German side, the European side over there. And um, I was slightly affiliated with them for a little bit before coming to STS. Yeah. Um, Lyart Bain makes a very good point, and I'm going to point out here, um, and you can read it on page 44 of the Satanic Bible, and she is correct. I believe it's a she. Uh, I'm not, but I get the sense it's a female. Um, but LeVay certainly did talk about man creating his own gods, and I briefly touched on this in your podcast, too, where we view that God and Satan, though very real, is an egregore. Okay, thank you for correcting me there, Lyart. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, that God and Satan are an egregore. They're very much real, but they're man-made entities. They're uh, created thought forms, and that they do have their own consciousness they do have the power to influence our lives and the world around us but at the end of the day man has the ability to create his own deities and destroy his own deities at the same time so that's that is an accurate statement that Lyart actually put out there uh, from the satanic bible it is accurate and whatnot and we actually do view it as that that man does have the ability to create his own gods, that all of mankind's gods and deities originated from his own creative thought process. That was one of the uh, actual questions I was going to get at just a moment ago. Do you believe that uh, Satan is a created being, or did he always exist in the uh, the eth role with God? <sighs> um, I definitely would have to say he is a created being, but that being said, you know, when you have over one third of the human population who actually believes that God and Satan are real beings and derives that much energy towards him, um, couldn't would it not be possible for these non-human beings, these non-corporeal beings, um, these transmutable entities to be able to go back and forth? throughout existence and maybe set things in motion that would eventually create themselves. And it's possible. I'm not going to sit here and say it's impossible. I'm not going to sit here and say that's definitely what it was, but yeah. You had, uh, you had said that uh, one could actually use the power of thought in order to be able to uh, create this transformation of your own gods and all that. Now, surely you most likely believe, since this is such a vast universe, there's a possibility of other life forms that are superior to us, right? Exactly, yes. So if that is the case, and it's very possible also that an entity like God or the devil could have actually been, in a sense, their own entity with the ability to project their thoughts, just as you say humans can, right? Mm -hmm. uh, very much so. And even that has various levels of support when we look in Cthulianism. Uh, mind you, Cthulianism is a relatively new religion, but it was influenced by Anton LaVey, uh, who was earlier influenced by the creator of Yog Soth Authory, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, who wrote all of his novels and everything. And 
Anton LaVey being inspired by that, especially um, the worker in the darkness or whatnot. Um, he took a lot of elements such as the uh, church starry wisdom, the shining trapezoidahedron and whatnot. And he used that as a platform to build up his uh, Satanism. In Cthulhuanism, it talks about in this story, the call of Cthulhu, that this deity reaches out in people's dreams, um, Cthulhu, and calls to them to lead them to whatever beliefs that they may want. This has been reflected in many religions the world over uh, that, you know, deities and beings have spoken to people in their dreams and whatnot. Could Satan be, you know, something like that? I am not going to rule that out. I am not going to say that's an impossibility. Absolutely, it is possible. Could Satan have been, you know, there is an organization called the uh, um, Joy of Satan, where they absolutely say Satan is an alien, that he is on his way to Earth in his spaceship right now. So... <laughs> Uh, that makes me think action. of that yeah that uh, guy yeah, who absolutely. threatened you with black jesus black space oh jesus do you remember God. that black jesus is going to come down dressed like dr doom Darth Vader. Vader, riding on top of his <laughs> flying saucer and cut my head off yeah 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 <laughs> that actually happened i got threatened that way <laughs> yeah i remember that i remember that it's interesting that you bring that up because I've actually been going back and forth with other Christians about uh, is there aliens and they believe a lot of them believe that if you see something out there, then it's not actually an alien. It's some kind of celestial entity associated with God or the devil or something. But I, I find that unusual. My question was always if God is going to create a, a vast universe, 200 billion light years across with billions of planets as far as the eye can see then obviously he's got other plans besides us and exactly. some of folks you know, don't like we that we would be very ignorant and stupid to think of ourselves as the only existing thing in this universe uh i very much so do believe in aliens i do believe in flying saucers and ufos i've had my own experience as a child that led me to that belief and it was a first-hand experience i've had experiences as an adult going out on sightseeing things where I spotted things in the sky that I cannot explain, um, you know, could it have been a natural object? You know, could it, what, whatever it was, it didn't look normal. Um, and yeah. So, and then common logic states that if we are here on this ball of dirt floating in this great big cosmos, how how ignorant will we have to be to assume we're the only ones? Could it be possible that we're the only ones? Yeah, but it's very unlikely. If we're here, there's probably aliens on other planets talking, having the same exact conversation that we are somewhere. Maybe that's a, that is one of the things I also got into it and. I ended up basically doing what you call a drop the mic moment on a few religious folks because they said, if you see a spaceship, then that's probably a demon or an angel. And I said, if angels and demons actually have the supernatural ability they do, they don't require mechanical devices to get around. 
So, you know, they're just like, well, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, well, think about it. In the video game series Doom, you know, the demons in Doom are also aliens. It's it's a really weird quandary. Yeah, they're interdimensional, aren't they? Basically, the universe has Yeah, layered. basically that hell is another, is a dimension parallel to ours, and they're locked away. It's been a little while since I hit up some Doom. I've been trying to give Starfield every chance in the world, but that game's a little slow for me. Oof. Uh, currently, I'm playing the Resident Evil series. Oh, I'm a rock Actually... Game. I just started playing Dante's Inferno again. Oh, cool. cool. That's a good game. They have a Dante's Inferno game? Yeah, they yeah it's for the... Years now. It's like God of War. It plays like God of War. Yeah. Um, it's actually really... And there's also a tie-in anime to it. Um, yeah. At least, you know, you go down, you've got your Dante, and uh, you got Virgil... Uh, escorting you but you've got your you're coming back from the crusades and you find your way into hell i forget exactly it's been a long time since i played the game and then somehow you end up with your uh crusader's cross stitched to your chest those are all the sins he had committed mm -hmm. to take him down there murder and greed yeah and all this other stuff yeah yeah so it, if it's it's a good game. You should try it out, Brett. How would you describe Hell as being like different levels, being like a Dante's Inferno, or do you see it another way? I heard Anton mention that there's a a layer that is cold. Yes, yes, um, the ninth. When you actually uh, read the Satanic Testament, there is a section in it called the Book of the Hellscape, and when we put that together, we certainly used. Uh, Dante's Inferno as a model to describe our version of hell. In our understanding of it, and we, mind you, we use a technique that was originated by Michael Aquino, which is a meditative writing technique. Um, so it's sort of like something else is speaking to us and we're typing it out. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's not a very difficult technique to use, but it's what he wrote the Diabolicon with, and many of his more esoteric uh, writings were something was apparently supposed to be speaking to him, and many members of the S Temple of Set utilized the same technique, and so certain members of STS, you know, including myself, have utilized this technique, and that was the technique we sort of used for the... Uh, book of the hellscape and yeah um uh, you still there you didn't freeze up did you no i didn't i just got a message sorry um and we do describe it as layers and you know um you know different sections some of these sections have different names so like the second level of lust uh we call the cupido which when you understand latin and ancient roman cupido means lust it's often it's obviously a reference to the god cupid 
I, I don't know if you uh, you seen my, some of my videos on this, but I am what is referred to at least uh, some of the brand of uh, religion that I go with is annihilationism. Have you ever heard of this? Annihilationism? No, I've never heard of. I've heard of nihilism, but mm -hmm. no, no, not nihilism. Annihilationism. Nihilism is when you find no meaning and purpose and things. An annihilationist is a person who believes in the second death, that a soul can actually die, that it can be destroyed. As the Egyptians believe the same thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of Christians out there, they hold to, you know, torture day and night, the most horrific type of nightmares you could endure, but well, when not you go into Yeah, when you go into Asian cultures, this is uh, one of the other funny things is, you mentioned the other day that Buddhism was an atheistic religion. I have to disagree with you. It most certainly is not because it has an afterlife. It has an afterlife. It believes in reincarnation. It believes in spirits. It believes in, de in demons and whatnot. The only thing that most people get confused with Buddhism being um, thinking it's atheistic is because Buddha was a real man. And, well, obviously, you know, that's not the case. But well, we, we didn't get that. We didn't culture. When, when we get into Asian color, culture, sorry for cutting you off there, Brett. Um, hell in Asian culture, just like in Mesopotamian uh, culture, just like in Christian lore, and even uh, Greek and Roman culture, hell is a multi-leveled, multi-tiered thing. But you're not stuck there for eternity. You're tortured there in the Asian hells, but you're tortured to be cleansed. And once your soul is cleansed, you can be reborn. Right. Well, I uh, we didn't get an opportunity to talk a whole lot, a lot about the whole Buddhism because I was doing more of an interview thing. But I am aware that there's it, it got it has the same thing that you're kind of finding yourself in right now, where there is theistic Buddhism that goes along with everything you just mentioned, but there's also an atheistic form where it's about meditation and energies and all that. So I get you. <laughs> I'm just reading Dark Man really quickly. Yeah, I've uh, I've ended up getting into a lot of debates about how what actually happens. Does the soul get killed? Is it destroyed? Second death? Well, the way that we look at it is we have what's called the condemnations, and this is your personal hang-ups what you take with you, your personal burden. So in life, what we strive to do is we strive to move past our personal condemnations. Uh, so we strive to move past anger. Obviously, I stated that I was part of a neo-Nazi organization. I was very angry at the time. I was hostile and whatnot. And I work uh, with going through the neo-Nazi organization, National Socialist Movement, I was surrounded by people who understood me, who understood my anger at the situation that I had been put in. And I was they allowed me to speak openly and vent my rage and, you know, point the finger at what made me mad and just allowed me to express that. And by being able to do that, I was able to eventually let go of my anger and move beyond what had bothered 
me, what had put me in that situation and where I could let go and just be, you know, a normal person again and where I could walk away from that and, you know, be accepting of people, you know, regardless of their religious beliefs or skin color or anything like that. Um, and people can actually see in STS that, yeah, I moved beyond that. We have other national socialists who are in STS and, you know, eventually I plan on bringing them on the channel and having good interviews with them as well. But uh, the point of the matter is, is being able to move beyond your hangups is the critical thing. So when we were talking about personal hangups, when we were talking about uh, the movie What Dreams May Come, the suicide of um, uh, the main character's wife, uh, Robin Williams' character's wife in that movie, she was wallowing in her own grief in hell. But when she was able to move past her own grief, she was removed from hell and placed into paradise. She was placed, she was brought back with him into paradise and his sacrifice was able to release her. He was willing to stay and wallow in her grief with her. And he moved past his own personal hangups. And by doing so, she was able to move past her own personal hangups and get reborn if they so chose. And that's an example. That is that one reminds me of a, a quote. You've probably seen this, probably one of your classics that you enjoy, but have you seen Jacob's Ladder? I saw that once in the theater when I was a kid, and I really didn't understand it. I've never watched it again. Well, there's a part where the psychiatrist is talking to Jacob, and he says if you're if you're frightened of going to hell or dying. Uh, and if you are seeking out angels, you'll find angels. If you're looking for demons, then you'll find demons. Mm -hmm. It really all depends on where your heart is on that. Yeah, we don't, we don't believe that demons will torment you in hell. We believe that you bring your own personal demons. Yeah, I've always, uh, I've always thought about that, too. If one doesn't have a physical body or a nervous system anymore, then they shouldn't be suffering from any kind of physical pain. I would suspect yeah. that the pain would be from the burden that they brought with them. Exactly. And that's how we exactly view it, that you are your own savior. You are your own tormentor uh, in, in hell. No one, there's not going to, you're not going to see any demons. I mean, certainly demons do exist. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that they don't. And certainly you can perceive them in hell, but they're not going to be standing over you with a pitchfork poking you as you're walking around the ditches of the Malibolge. No, they're not going to do that. You are going to torture yourself. You are going to sink into your own darkness, or you will elevate yourself up out of your own misery. Hell is what you make it. When we look at the city of Dis within hell, because we do believe that there are cities there, the city of Dis... In Dante's Inferno, all you saw it was from the outside. You didn't actually this. It is Elysium, reborn. It is what many people might call heaven. It's a city with houses and people and streets, and people can 
walk around and enjoy their life. They can go to the Pluton at the center where Hades would sit and rule, or they can go visit Persephone uh, by her fountain in a garden. So, what about yeah. you, Kane? You hold the same position and view on this? Yes, I do. I that's like I always tell, like I said earlier to the, the one guy. He said, "Well, when you go to hell, you're going to get tortured." I commented back, "That doesn't make any sense. If we serve the ruler of hell, why would he torture us for doing his work?" That's like saying, if you do God's work, he's still going to torture you and he's still going to put you through the ringer. It doesn't make any sense. Christians are the ones who will be tortured and tormented in hell because that is where God has sent them. It's not where Lucifer sent them or we sent them. It is where they have sent themselves in according accordance to God's law. And the moment that they come to accept their personal hangups, accept the reasons why they're there and be able to let go of that and move past it. Their suffering ends. Mm -hmm. Well, has it ever, I mean, surely this has probably occurred to you and I'm not saying that this is, uh, you know, written in stone or anything, but have you ever thought that if you really wanted to hurt somebody, if you really wanted to hurt, let's say, your creator or your own parent, one of the worst things that you can do is convince your brothers and sisters that this isn't your daddy. This guy over here is your daddy. That would be the most coldest, one of the most coldest-ass ways to hurt somebody. Well, we don't believe in converting people into Satanism at all. So for us, that wouldn't hold any weight whatsoever. Um, now, if people come to us and they ask us questions, absolutely, it is our job and our responsibility to ignite that black flame in them. But that is their free will and their choice. We chose Lucifer. We would want them to do the same, not because of what we're wearing or jewelry or what books we've written or what we have in our homes. We would want them to do it because they made the decision, not because they felt they had to to get away from eternal damnation or to get away with sin for free. It's not about any of that. It's about you making your own choice and seeing, for us at least, what is real and what is controlling. In Gnosticism, the Demiurge is considered to be the Christian God, and they say up and down, left, right, and center in there, you cannot trust a word he says because he is a liar. So, I mean, it really depends on where you come from and your knowledge about the occult and Lucifer in general. I mean, there are people out there who think Lucifer is a demon, and he's not. He's far from a demon. That's, in my opinion, insulting to even call him such a thing because Lucifer was made from pure light, from the pure essence of God, unlike the rest of the angels. So Lucifer has literally in my opinion, the same powers as God, if not more, because more people nowadays flock more to Lucifer and even atheistic Satanism, and that still powers that engine in some way, shape, or form, because mm -hmm. we all have a psychic connection to the dark and the light. Right. And I, I wasn't meaning uh, worshipers or followers or members uh, specifically. I was talking about if we were to... Um, 
just hypothetically, remember that it's the malevolent entity who has this hatred, who wants to uh, basically cause those who may have served God to uh, fall under him. That would be very, that would be a very cruel kind of thing to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Um, I, I would have to say that, uh, it again, it depends on your perception of what is malevolent and what is not. Obviously, we are going to voice our opinion that God is malevolent and that Lucifer is anything but. Much of our literature, much of our lore contradicts the Bible in this because of the people who practiced before us, you know, have studied this and it is from their personal experiences. And then even with us, our own personal experiences that we add to that lore. Uh, so we're not going to sit here and we're not going to, you know, say who is good, who is bad. When you look at the history, though, and this is something that I'm going to point out, that most of these other religious perceptions of God, the creator, paints him in a very negative light. It is only within the Abrahamic traditions of Judaism. Islam, Christianity, and the fourth newest one, I don't even know what that is. Excuse me, I have the hiccups. Um, it's only the, the Abrahamic traditions that paints God as being a good, just being. But when we go outside the Abrahamic traditions, such as Atonism, which is one of the earliest conceptions and documentations of the Christian God showing up uh, somewhere. And this is in ancient Egypt with the uh, father of Tutankhamun, King Tut. Um, I believe his name was uh, uh, Akhenaten. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is the pharaoh that after he died, his name was stricken from every surface in Egypt. It was very difficult to figure out who this guy was and what he had done so horrible that uh, had gotten him struck from every obelisk, from every monument and whatnot. And what it was is that he had taken away the pagan gods of Egypt, Isis, Osiris, Ra, Set, Anubis, and he had replaced it with a single monotheistic god named the Aten. And it was this sun disk with these rays of light coming out of it. And at the end of each ray of light was a hand. The Aten in ancient Egypt, we can identify as being the same deity as the Christian god just by the similarity in lore. In ancient Egypt, any deity that says that it created the Nile River, because the Nile River was the life-giving river um, that fed all of Egypt, it, that is the equivalent of saying, I created everything. I created man. I created the world. And we look at the Bible and we, we can draw those parallels. So the Aten is one of the earlier creations or incarnations, I should say, of the Christian God. And even then, after Akhenaten died, the Christian God was eradicated out of Egypt mm -hmm. and the old gods brought back. Why is that? How, how did that happen? 
it happened and it's well documented to happen otanism was rejected and that's not the only culture that that happened in and we have to remember that we have to bear that in mind right have you ever uh, you obviously studied and researched a lot of uh, positions and religion have you ever looked into maltheism for some reason, when I was listening to uh, LeVay, I got kind of a sense of maltheism to it. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard of that one. It means that a person believes that God has a dual nature, that he's not all good and he's not all evil either. It's basically he uses whatever he wants, whatever benefits him, even if it causes suffering or it causes something that's an advantage for humans or whatever it's created. Basically, God is capable of not always being loving, but he can do. Uh, I think growth. he demonstrates that quite clearly in the Bible. That's how Allah is as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's Even in the Bible, God says, I giveth and I taketh away. Yeah, I got that kind of sense. I was reminded of Maltheism when listening to LeVay, because if you remember, he was questioned at the end by people in the audience, and they said, mm -hmm. uh, so what about all these great things that God did? And he said, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I follow along with you, but what about this, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it sounded You know, great. certainly there has been, like Anton LeVay pointed out, there has been many beautiful works of art created in the name of God. There most certainly has been. But then we can also turn around and say there's been many beautiful works of art created in the name of Satan. There's mm -hmm. been many wonderful stories written in the name of God. And then there's been many wonderful stories written in the name of Satan, too. One of my favorite uh, painters uh, actually goes off of both. He was um, he was an occultist, and he, um, he did a lot of paintings, and he did them in the art of Revelation. And that was, um, oh, what is his name? It just escaped me. He painted uh, William Drake. That's his name. I don't think I've ever paid much. You've seen it. I believe you know seen. that giant painting I have in my living room of the red dragon on the rock. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes, yes, William yes. Blake. That's also the red dragon is the same art that was used in um, the Hannibal Lecter movies, The Red Dragon, Red Dragon which w William Blake is the one yeah, who the, painted that. People who don't really follow the Anthony Hopkins Hannibal Lecter movies, that movie was actually a remake of an earlier movie called Manhunter. Yes. Yeah, it has one of my favorite CSI guys in it. I yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy who played Carl Grisham is stars in the main thing that... Um, so yeah, um, that is an amazing piece of work of art. Yeah, I have to agree with you right there. Um, and it's beautiful. And you made a series of those paintings too, if I'm correct. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I own at least, I mean, they're not originals, but yeah, I own at least friends. four of them. Yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. He's very inspirational to look at. He is. All right, guys. Well, we've been on for well over two and a half hours now. Uh, I think we've covered a lot of ground here. So I'm going to start wrapping this up and uh, we're, uh, we're going to wrap this up and we're going to get out of here you know, within the next five, 10 minutes and everything. Uh, 
just to recap on what we've just the main discussion here, going back to the Church of Satan and their behavior, uh, Brett, do you have any recommendations of things that the Church of Satan members can change about themselves when interacting with outside individuals such as myself, such as yourself, or just other people in general that they may not agree with? Well, I'm going to say my suggestion of advice, and I know some religious people out there are going to think this is weird, but you get more flies with honey. If you're wanting, if your agenda is, is that you want to be in politics and you want people to uh, look at you as a normalized group where they want to be involved, you should probably not cast and disavow people and accept people what their views are. And that suggestion goes out to Christians as well as Satanists who behave in this manner. If you want to make friends and live a good life and not have enemies, then don't make them. Yeah. My, uh, my recommendation to people like that is uh, when somebody presents evidence that contradicts what you believe in that is rock solid i mean and i don't just mean uh presenting something that alludes to something you disagree with don't i mean i mean something like literally what brett presented the other day with the joe pine show that is absolutely rock solid i'm i'm talking about rock solid evidence such as the uh jansang files and other documentation from people that are outside of the church Satan that maybe you don't like, you don't agree with, don't try to attack. Let's try to not attack first, and let's try to talk. I agree with that. It's better uh, to I'm going gonna, gonna to contradict this person here, uh, Lyart Bain, saying that, they presented evidence. You presented, I don't know if you think that you're uploading photos of things here, but we can't see any of that. You actually didn't present anything here. You, okay, so I have to correct myself on that. You presented the simple fact that on page 44, um, Anton LeBay made a single comment. We're not seeing links where I'm sitting. I could literally show you my screen right now and there this does not show up in any links i'm going to scroll up here so people can actually see there is no links coming through here i don't know where you're putting the links at lyart but we're not seeing those on our end i still Just messing it up now I mean, you yeah, are yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When I when I was making the video and all that, I made sure to go. I wanted to hear what the founder of Satanism himself said, exactly. I, not some kind of hearsay, because I know that the Satanic Church has dealt with the mainstream media and the lies that have been told about you guys, as well as Christianity. So I went to the guy himself to see what yeah. he thought. And there's numerous documentaries made about Anton LaVey where he spoke very clearly and plainly and openly. And such as a cult explosion, 1970, uh, that is a, there's a video of that here on YouTube as well. Um, 
that people can go see. And Anton LaVey's section is near the end. And within the first three sentences, literally in the first paragraph of him speaking, uh, he literally says, we do not believe, Satanists do not believe in an anthropomorphic being. We don't worship an anthropomorphic being. However, there are people within the church Satan that certainly would see Satan as an anthropomorphic being and do that. And we do not discourage them. So that's right there uh, stating that they are allowing theism within the church Satan. The church Satan was not atheistic in its nature. So that right there just states that. And that's another point that church Satan has always tried to browbeat over people's head is that it was always atheistic. No, it wasn't. There were definitely people there who believed in deities, that they believed in an anthropomorphic Satan, and they were not discouraged from it. And that's directly from Anton LeBay's own words in an audio interview. Well, we have living much- proof of that. I mean, Michael Aquino was right there, like... He was very close to LeVay, mm-hmm. and Aquino has even said that there is a an entity of darkness out there, and he perceives mm-hmm. it as set, because that is who came to him. Rex Diabolus Church as well. Rex Diabolus Church, Brett, I know you probably don't know who he is, but he was a very big occultist in the Church of Satan in the early 2000s and going backwards. He knew Anton LeVay directly. His family I believe he was like one of the first second generation Satanists around that time. I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, people, but that's what I was told at one point. And I believe that's how it was presented to me, um, that he was a second generation Satanist. His parents were also members of the church Satan. And yeah, he, fa- he flat out, he s- resigned from the church Satan, citing that he could no longer be a member of the church Satan because he believed in a very real Satan. I think, uh, oh, I I was going to say that uh, Anton said something very interesting also. He said due to the existence of the devil, it's kept the Christianity very popular. It's kept Christianity in business. And I actually agree with that concept. Mm -hmm. And I think the the reason why these atheists might be coming at you so hard, who also claim to be Satanists, is because they probably believe that as long as they hold to the idea that Satan is real, in a way, it promotes the concept of God's existence as well. And this is not something that a lot of modern-day atheists want. Yeah, I I don't think that they... I, we were just talking about it the other day in your stream there, Brett, where uh, I believe TTOR mentioned it, that there is this guy who wants to do brain surgery on people who actually are theistic to remove that portion of the brain that makes them be theistic. Yeah, they they are claiming that they actually know the area of the brain to do that, and they can also hijack us they claim that they're able to hack animals and humans and believe it or not this is true there are videos out there Mm -hmm. that show that they are now remote controlling animals like cats and rats and yeah that's kind of scary to think about it is it's horrible you know but um all right so i mean the fact of the matter is is church satan 
I'm going to go out on this public statement before we click off of here. Church Satan is notorious for attacking people. They are very disingenuous about their beliefs. Um, they do not represent Satanism as a whole. They do not represent any sort of ideals that Lave espouse. They present themselves completely in the ideals that Gilmore espouses, and they only tote Lavey anymore as a mascot. There are no Anton Lavey family members. His daughters have left. His grandchild has left. His own son has left. I believe uh, the only person left that was connected to Anton Lavey, and I'm not even sure if she's still in there, was Blanche Barton. Uh, I heard recently that she just recently published a book, and so I believe she might still be in there. Um, but outside of her, there is nobody left in the church Satan connected to Anton LeVay during his time frame. Um, the rest of the organization is very disingenuous. They're hostile, and they do not represent Satanism at all. They have, in the past 20 uh, or so years, completely invalidated themselves in the satanic community and to the general public, which is why we now have the satanic temple running around, causing all the public chaos that they do. That's what I got to say on it, and that's the hill I'm going to stand on. Uh, Kane, is there anything you want to add before we go? I, I agree with all of that 100% with you. I'm right there with you. I don't understand. Even if it was true that LeVay was an atheistic Satanist, why does it matter that you have to go to a whole other group to discredit them and you just can't let them do their own thing? The only reason to do that is because someone is doing something right and they don't like it. Like Judge Judy always used to say, if it doesn't make any sense, it's probably not true. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. And if you don't like us, if you don't like what we're saying, walk away. You don't have we're not gonna sit here and browbeat you over the head with a satanic testament saying you have to be believe in a real Satan. You have to believe that Anton LaVey was theistic. No, if you don't want to believe that, you are more than happy. We are more than happy to let you go about on your way to uh, be who you are. We don't want any part of the Church of Satan. That's why I never joined the Church of Satan. I never even signed up for it. I never tried for it because I didn't agree with its politics. And I'm happy running my own organization with my own people, publishing my own material and my own books. To have Church of Satan members stalk me at my home, to stalk my son's school, to literally threaten me, to send threatening emails to our email servers, you know, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's idiotic. It's childish. And it paints a bad light. And, yeah, it's ludicrous. If you don't like what we say, walk away. No In my opinion, believe it. Even if you do consider yourself a Satanist and an atheistic one, when you go after people for having different beliefs than you, you might as well be a Christian. Mm -hmm. I have nothing the against thing Christians. Is, Leonard, is that you are actually.
actually misrepresenting LaVey's teachings. That's going to be an argument that we're always going to have. It's not an argument you're going to win. It's not an argument I'm going to win because you're we're both going to be like brick walls. If you don't like that, the best way you can go about and stop that is just to walk away and be comfortable in your own faith. The reason why you feel like I am misrepresenting your religion is because you have something going on that is personally hanging you up where you're uncomfortable with it. I am only reading the facts and presenting the facts as they are printed by multiple sources. And live members of the LeVay family. Because I too and have members spoken of the to LeVay family. People who knew the man personally lived with him day in and day out. I'm not going to go with a guy who has been flat out openly known to have bought the Church of Satan for about $500 from what people have told me, people who were there, and believe what he says when everything he says contradicts the Satanic Bible. Literally, you can, and I challenge people to do this. I'm, I'm sorry, I know I said I wanted to get out of here in like five, ten minutes, but we're running over that. <laughs> I'm going to challenge anybody, go out and download PDF copies of all of Anton LaVey's books. PDF copies. You open them up in Adobe, uh, in Adobe Acrobat. Hit Control-F, and you type in atheist not atheist not atheism just atheist and it's going to bring you a list of how many times in each book that word or search term comes up go and find out where all these are in the anton LaVey section it only shows up once in the satanic bible when you read peter gilmore's introduction it shows up at least three to four times when you read the Burton Wolf introductions, it doesn't show up at all. When you read the Michael Aquino introduction, it doesn't show up at all. That tells me something right there. Anton LaVey, out of his entire five-book series, only mentioned atheism in passing less than four times out of five books. And he never, in any of them, refers to himself or Satanism as atheism. If it was being referred to as that, then why didn't he put it in there? And I'll tell you what. You then go to Peter Gilmore's Satanic Scriptures, get the PDF of that, do the same exact thing, and you will see dozens of references to it. And you can even type in the exact quote, I am an atheist, in all these books. None of that, that reference will never show up in any of Anton LaVey's books, but it does show up in Peter Gilmore's book. So what does that tell people? And LaVey was a very open man about a lot of things. He he wasn't one to just bullshit around or just kick it around. He, he, what he said, he meant. And I'm pretty sure if he did, he would have just said right there on the talk show, I'm an atheist. We view Satan this way in explaining Satanism. I've seen this the this clip of when he's there being interviewed, and they ask him all these questions. They may not ask him if he's an atheist, but they ask, what does he believe? What does he do? What does his church do? Not one time 
did he ever mention it? And I'm pretty sure in an all-American Satanist and um, the other one that came out, I don't think even Stanton or Blanche came out and said that LeFay said he was an atheist because he, he never did. He never did. There was only one reference ever in history that LeFay supposedly said that he was practically an atheist. And that was said to a waiter, not the interviewer. And the interviewer then turned around months later and publicly apologized because that section of the interview never actually happened. And he flat out said, LeVay actually didn't show up to that. He made it up. So when the one t reference to LeVay uh, in a situation that if it did happen, would have been logical uh, saying to an ornery waiter who was giving him shit that he was practically an atheist in order to defuse a situation. How out of 30 years of material, that one instance get touted about that is concrete proof. I don't understand that. No, so... Yeah, liar. I, I encourage people to go read the material as well and read it logically. And, you know, you can get the PDFs for free online. You can look at all that stuff online. And I encourage people, literally do the control F trick. Search for certain keyword terms. You won't find it. The only thing closest to atheism that Anton LaVey ever stated was that... Uh, I have poor reading comprehension. I've written a 500-page book, and I have poor reading comprehension. Yeah, lovely. You can go away now. Well, there's a uh, thing that I, I seen commonly, this one last thing. There's one thing I've seen commonly that LaVey said in some of these clips I looked at. He referred to God as being the, uh, or I believe, the adversary or the devil. Now, if you're going to say something like that, simply look up the definition of adversary. This means that you see someone or something as a threat or a problem or an issue that you disagree with. If Satan wasn't real and God wasn't real, then you have no need for an adversary. Then it's just a fairy tale, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, um... Freaking church Satan. They're ignorant. And this is why I say I'm going to put this up uh, really quickly. This is the exact reason why you cannot have a reasonable conversation with the church Satan. Because they will put stuff like this. They will throw this one. They can't argue against you. They will only attack. <laughs> you know, I, I this might make you laugh a little bit, but... Uh... It doesn't. It doesn't really like cause any kind of pain on my end. Whenever I hear someone say they're a part of an atheist religion, I can say, "Oh, I thought you guys didn't like religion." <laughs> exactly. You know, atheism is supposed to be uh, totally against religion. Here they are wanting to be a religion now. There you go. There you go. If you just want the tax write-off, just file for that. You don't got to go that extra mile, man. This is uh, this is one of the reasons why I have a great deal of respect for you, 
uh, whenever asked if you wanted to have a conversation, you were more than open-minded and willing to have a talk. And I think that that's the way to do things. These other folks are just, they're giving themselves that stereotypical uh, version of this, which isn't good. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to flat out say, uh, I'm going to put this one last thing up. Hey guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off of here. It was very nice to meet you. I'm glad yeah, that you brought me into this. this. Here in a yeah, so it's I'm gonna nice start put this thing. out here really quickly. Uh, this is from Lion. Satanists fully recognize that Satan is nothing more than a symbolic entity from Letters to the Devil, and this was in 19, uh, 1971, March 14th. But on the Joe Pine show, Anton LaVey looks at the camera dead in the camera and says, I certainly do believe God exists. And yet you guys don't want to admit that that actually happened. If you don't want to admit that actually happened, I don't have to admit any of your proof actually happened. It's a give and take. You want to make a reasonable argument? Then you've got to admit your components reasonable argument too. And it doesn't get much more reasonable than a man on camera looking at the camera says, I certainly do believe God exists. And yes, he did mean that literally. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said it. He didn't mince his words. Brett, did he mince his words with it? No, he said it quite a few times. And he uh, actually spoke about the relationship between the two entities and referred to them as God. So mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned, coming from a theistic point of view, the man seemed like he was genuine, like he believed what he was talking about. Yeah. So I'm putting this out here to show people why you cannot argue with the church Satan. People pay attention to this. This is the sort of ignorance that the church of Satan is putting out there. You cannot argue with them. They are a brick wall. They do not represent any sort of meaningful um, discussion. You can talk to any theistic Satanist out there, and we will sit down and we will have a meaningful, logical discussion. We will be willing to make concessions where the right way is presented, and we're not going to sit here and belittle people. Instead of people like this, this Lyart Bane, who will stalk you on your internet, uh, will, will stalk your pages, who will post pictures of your children, will browbeat you, will promote bullying tactics of you, just because you do not agree with them. I, uh, I did see some clips out there where people who say they knew him, that he was a showman, but that doesn't mean that he's... Well, he was definitely harm. a showman. He was, you know, he was a, a showman. performer and a showman before he was famous as a Satanist. He was definitely a showman. And we mentioned earlier in this uh, podcast right here that when he passed away, his final request was to be uh, to right. everybody tell everybody that he died on Halloween and that was actually respected. That was a flare of his showmanship. You know, there's well, no argument that he was a showman, but being a showman doesn't mean that you're going to sit there and say you believe in something when you don't. Right. You know? 
he, he when was a, very he was being very honest with that. Sorry. When someone, when someone says they're a showman, I usually take that as this is someone who has a lot of charisma. They know how to speak to people and all that. But like I said, his video was genuine. If mm -hmm. he could, if he wanted to be a lying showman who was deceptive or wanted to cause some trouble, he could have just came right out and said he was an atheist. Even back then, it was difficult for even atheists to come out and just broadly yeah. say that without taking a lot of heat. So yeah. he didn't have to even associate with Satanism in the first place. He could have just said, I'm an exactly, atheist. Exactly, exactly. He uh, And he was questioned about that, and he even spoke about that. In the Satanic Bible, you know, why not call it something that was less controversial? He could have done that and made a lot more headway with people, but yet he chose to call it what it was. And that was Satanism. Anyways, I'm gonna let's wrap this up, guys. We've been on for over three hours now. Um, I want to say thank you, Brett, for coming on to the show. You are more than welcome to come back anytime. Um, Kane, I will see you in the uh future in next showings and uh, or whatnot we will discuss whenever you want to come on so you know how to do so um and i want to thank all of our viewers tonight to that came in and participated including the trolls including the idiot wannabe church satan pseudo satanists that they are uh for coming in and demonstrating to the world uh why they are so ignorant and why they uh should not be seen as a accurate representation of satanism i want to thank them for showing up we were expecting them and they they actually uh they uh delivered quite well um so thank you for that and uh thank you to all of our supporters in sts and whatnot uh if you guys want to donate to sts when i get this up and whatnot on youtube i will put links to our donation buttons down below and uh, like, share, subscribe, and uh, go to check out Brett's channel. It's the uh, Brett Keen Show, and on YouTube you can. Uh, uh, Brett, could you give us your uh, your promotional stuff? Yeah, the handle name is at Brett Keen. I also do God TV radio through a hundred different outlets internationally. Uh, you can hear me on Spotify as well as all the different stuff. So far, all the interviews I've done with you. Uh, we put up on the radio, including the Levan uh, video. People can actually watch and listen on my radio. It's neat. But thank yeah. you for having me. Always a pleasure and looking forward to talking to you in the future. Mm -hmm. You too, Kane. Absolutely. Yep. And I still intend on getting uh, our interview previously up on my channel as well. I just haven't gotten to it yet. So, all right. Well, Everybody, you have a good night. Thing. If you want to, you can grab the video that you've been talking about for the past hour. I don't mind if people mirror my stuff. I won't okay. give you any issue. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely do that, and I'll post that to uh, showing people, you know, what we're talking about with the Joe Pine show. So, yeah. All right. Everybody, thank you all. You all have a good night. Like share, subscribe, and uh, until next time, my name is Lucifer Legborn. I was here with you with uh, Brett Keen and Kane Blackfire, um, the Grand Archon of the Satanic Thulian Society, and we will see you later. All right. Everybody's out. You all have a good night.